You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. was right there for you if you were good enough to take advantage of some things but the Knowles weren't gene williams we are now live on the warchant.com post game show this is the warchant.com post game call-in show after a florida state 10 point loss to clemson the tigers score on the very final play of the game as florida state's trying to do hook and ladders and all kinds of weird stuff and a lot of gamblers are very upset by that at that the, was uh, that nonsense at the end that's an important play. If you got it at nine, oh. and if you got it at ten and a half, you were spared that it was the final yeah. play of the game and there was no extra point. But uh, if we're talking about gambling, people being angry, it's probably because the Knowles didn't win. There's not a whole lot of uh, celebrating to do right now, Gene. But with five minutes left to go in this football game, Florida State had the ball up three. Yeah. They couldn't get a first down. And uh, next thing you know, a couple of yellow hankies on the ground later. Clemson's in scoring range, and Will Shipley takes it in, and, and that kid is uh, going to be a problem at Clemson for the next three years. And uh, so it is that the Knowles drop to three and five. Clemson improves to five and three. And a game that was ugly as hell for the, uh, the Florida State offense, we still had a crack at it to win yeah. this football game late, and we didn't do so. So, Gene, uh, your thoughts as uh, you're, you know, everything's starting to slow down and you can take in the 10,000-foot view of this football game. I'd say it was what we expected. Um, it was a low-scoring slugfest, two teams at not great offenses. Um, Clemson obviously struggling there. They had a really good defense. I, I I hate to even put up the score. It's 24-20s, the final. That's just yeah. nonsense yeah. that that's a 10-point game. So, I mean, that's that's indicative of what it was. But, it, you know, look, Florida State, you know, they, they kind of did what they needed to do, but a couple things they didn't do, Tom. Nine penalties. You know, that's one thing that the last few games they've cut that out. And this is one game he said you could not commit too many penalties. And the key drive that won it for Clemson was those two 15-yard penalties. To me, the, the, the pass interference on Knowles was bullshit. I can say that on here. I think it was. Um, I don't think that gets that shouldn't be called. You know, the one on Lundy, okay. You know, you hit him a little bit late, out of bounds. We know this is the ACC. Your Florida State's going to get nailed for that. It is what it is. The guy should not be anywhere near anybody out of bounds because you know what the ACC is going to do. So that one, okay, yeah. fine. But I just get I get frustrated at that. But you know what? They shouldn't have been that. When they had the lead and they had the ball and they went three and out, you know, you can't put yourself in that position. You're not good enough defensively to stop even a below average offense in those situations. And they didn't. 
but you know they they played well enough to win the game. Yeah, uh, they could have easily won it again. They were up by three points late in the game. Yep. Uh, obviously, it wasn't enough. But you know, we did see we still they play they're better. They they've gotten better all season. They still have some deficiencies on both sides of the ball. And between that and the special teams, like letting the ball bounce, you know, even RG3 was ripping Florida State on the special teams. That was one of the few things I agreed with them on during the day is letting that ball bounce at the end to go down to the seven-yard line or whatever was insane. Yeah. Um, first of all, 904, Noel, thank you for your thank contribution. Thank you. Uh, Kevin, we appreciate you too. Thank you so much. You guys are all too generous on a night where we didn't get the result we were looking for. Um, with the special teams, I like John Papuchas. I think he's a good dude. I think he's done well with the defensive ends. I don't think there's anything to – and he's a good recruiter. I don't think he has to leave the staff, but somebody else has to run special teams. I'm done. I'm done with this. This is ridiculous, yeah. Gene. You, I mean, it's three times in that football game where you could have had a lot of extra yards if we just bothered to run up and catch the football. Now, on the final punt of the game, I, there's no way you could catch it. It's a line drive, shank job to the left. But you can certainly scoop it on the first hop and run it yeah. back and Florida State to the 25. It's, it's out of fear. I think it was out of fear. I don't want to screw up. But, it's man, at some point you got to go in there, grab it, and go. You know, if you if you screw up, you screw up. But you can't – Florida State can't start that drive inside their 10-yard line. They just can't. Correct. A hundred percent. And that the 20 to 17 drive, Gene, when Florida State's defense gets off the field again. So you scoop and score. Clemson's got the ball at the 39 yard line because of a celebration penalty. Are you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Even, yeah. Again, RG3 again. I guess there's two times I agree with him because he did, he questioned that call, too. Yeah. Uh, on the TV broadcast. And absolutely. I mean, a guy just made a huge play in the fourth quarter of a rivalry game. It's a it's a student athlete. Let him have fun. It's freaking yep. ridiculous. Yep, it, a straight trash call. So uh, Clemson's got the ball at the 39. The defense gets off the field. I mean, it, listen, they weren't perfect, and and on, that number 30 is about right to me, Gene, because of the two missed field goals. I'm not going to give Clemson the 49-yarder, but the two that were closer. Yeah. So I think Clemson was around that upper 20s, low 30 range in terms of score output, which is not good because they didn't score 20-plus on anybody in regulation in FBS play until today. But the defense made plays in big moments down the stretch mm -hmm. here. They were the ones that put this game on ice if the offense could do what it was supposed to do. And frankly, they got three turnovers. You told me this was three to one in the turnover ratio. I think Florida State's winning the game. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and what what pisses me off is that kid, Treshawn Ward, is a workhorse and he earned a scholarship the hard way. I, I really love that kid, but you can't run him back out mm. there to make the same mistake over and over again. We've seen this before with special teams. For me, the first place I look with anger is at special teams, 100%. That's where I go first. It cost you this game. It did. Then key penalties, some legitimate, some completely illegitimate, put you in this position. Uh, but when you're up 20 to 17 in that building and you've got a mm -hmm. chance to close it out and these little stupid things put you behind the chains to where Clemson has the ball in good scoring position, it just drives me freaking nuts, Gene, because you're not good enough to overcome mistakes like that. And that's what today was about. You put yourself in a position you took way too many penalties, and special teams killed you. That's just, I mean, that's horrible. That can't happen. Uh, but overall, you know, I, I was happy to see that we were in the we were in the game, and the defense showed up, made a couple of plays to put us in position to win. It just, uh, I'm, I'm what I'm fired up and pissed off about. I, I haven't had the chance to do the emotional thing because we have to go through <laughs> checklists before the show. But God, dog it. And I know Corey Clark saying the same thing. It drives his ass nuts. Uh, special teams was just killer. But. And I guess it's even more frustrating because this is Mike Norvell. Oh, Vishdal, man, you're the man. Thank you so much, dude. Thank I appreciate you. that. Yep. 
I mean, it is encouraging. I get that. Again, we don't like the moral loss, moral victories kind of thing and a loss. But yeah, it was progress. You went into Clemson. You took them to you took them to task. You're winning that game late. You had a chance, real good chance to win the game. You didn't get it done, but you were very competitive. So I mean, that is a positive sign because this is, I mean, a month ago, Tom. I mean, you think Florida State's going to lose by thirty? Right. And, yeah. and no, they were they're winning the game late at Clemson. So it's obviously a lot of progress being made there. But I'm with you. What I was what I was going to rant about there was Mike Norvell was known for special teams. When his opening press conference, all he talked about was special teams, special teams. We got to practice every day and they work on more special teams than I've ever seen any college team work on. How can that happen? where the coaches are invested in this and they do it all the time in practice and be this bad because average teams, and this is an average to below average team, the way you win these close games, special teams, and you know how you lose close games? You do what you did today. Yep, you, you, right. you lose special teams, you lose the game, and that's what happened today. Yeah, nine penalties, 85 yards. Uh, some of them legitimate, some not, but still. I mean, there's so many pre-snap yeah. penalties. Oh, uh, that, 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 yeah. Yeah. Again, we, we talk about it. you guys talking on Jeff Cameron show. We talk about it on Wake Up War Chant and their podcast. It's this offense is not good enough to get behind the chains with these the, the pre-snap penalties over and over again. That costs you two or three or four drives yeah. doing those. And again, that's just wasted opportunities. Not only even if you didn't score on those to flip field position a little bit, you couldn't do it because you couldn't convert a first down because you're behind the sticks. Yep. Uh, another thing I thought in this game, Gene, we could talk about the offense a little bit here, but, um, you know, it was apparent to Florida State's coaches clearly early on that the ground game was not going to work. And so they ran a lot of pro style <sighs> asking plays. I don't know how I feel about that, but they were in a position again to win the football game, given the way it was going back and forth. Um, I thought this game screamed for more outside runs, uh, more than up the middle stuff. Uh, but in general, the way this game started with the offensive line, it looked like it, it was going to take a little while for uh, our boy DLT uh, to get right. He ends up making a couple of big blocks later in the game down the field, but uh, they were able to blow stuff up up the middle. And Florida State, after what do you think it was, Gene, about three, four drives, said, the hell with it. We're just going to drop back and throw the ball. I, I still don't like that. Um, I thought they passed too many. And I know the run-pass ratio, when you look at the stats, is not legit because Jordan got sacked. I think he got sacked six times. Yeah. And yeah. Rant had to take off running a lot of times. There's no kind of sacks if he got positive yards. But <clears throat> I thought there was too much passing. Because at the end of the day, look, I saw that you saw the end of that pit game. I did too. Clemson's defense can wear down. Yep. And my hope was this game was where it was in the fourth quarter. That's a one-score game. And you've worn them out by running the football a lot. You know, yep. maybe you change how you run the football. Or even you go back to, you know, what they did a couple few weeks ago. And you do that short passing game kind of deal where it's a run it's basically a pass, but it's a run. It's the same thing. Right. They got away from that. They pot brought Jordan back into the pocket to throw the ball, which is exactly Florida State's weakness. And, and to do that, I get it. Clemson was forcing you to do that, and you you played their game. You should have figured out a way to not play their game. Yeah, and, I mean, Jordan made some nice throws. He did get through his yeah. progressions at times, and, and there is some growth there. You know, the one killer play on offense that you wish you could have over again is the shot play to Keyshawn Helton deep. He's open. And uh, we just missed him by what, you know, about a foot yeah. and a half feet. Uh, we appreciate uh, contributions to the program. Guys, you know, you're all commiserating you. with us. We, You know, even after a tough loss, there's a lot to like about where this football team is versus where it was at 0-4. And, and we appreciate your support here on the WarChant.com postgame show. Joshua, I agree. The refs, he uh, contributed just a moment ago. The refs weren't the yeah. reason that we lost, but they were still terrible. I agree. FSU fan, 1993. Really, uh, thank you so much. Uh, our boy from St. Petersburg, Ooh. thank you, Ingvar. Ingvar. Uh, Khalil 
Thank you, good sir. Uh, the, the late hit call, yeah. The, the thing I don't like about the late hit call, Khalil, or, or the late hit penalty, is you put yourself in a position to get that flag thrown on you. It's also home sideline. You see that, I mean, it was a worse call against us. When he leaves the guys in bounds, but when he hits them, right. he's out of bounds. I, I, I don't a, think by the letter of the law it's a penalty, but it's just that's, you don't want to put It's a 50-50, but again, like you said, in those situations in the ACC, it's going to get yep. called probably more often than not. It stinks. Um, I don't like it. There's, I don't know, but it is what it is. Yeah, the, the excessive celebration calls nonsense. The Jerry on Jones uh, P.I. call, I think, is actually worse than the Kevin Knowles P.I. call. Both of those are trash. Um, but again, you know, if, if you're buttoned up on special teams and that missed it doesn't matter. Yeah, that missed extra point hurt us too, Gene, or else we could be driving to try and tie it. Maybe you call yeah. things a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, the pre-snap penalties in the special teams, simple things you take care of and all this other stuff that we're complaining about right now with the officiating yeah. and all this, it, it may be irrelevant. Yeah, 90, 96, I, I don't know. This is just – that's a game where Clemson dominated up front, and I, they were scrambling a little bit. I, yeah. I hear you on the screens. I think Jordan missed a few reads as well. I put one out at halftime. Uh, RG3 found the one that Pokey Wilson was wide open in the end zone. We ended up scoring on that drive anyway. But I think Jordan left a few plays out there. He, he certainly – I think we can agree on this, Gene. He didn't read the option as well as he did up at North Carolina. There was It was a little, Clemson, little different animal you're going against yeah. in Clemson. Clemson blew some things up, and they had obviously an overload for both options were covered. Like sometimes there's just you know you're going to lose and the a play. better defensive coordinator that knew what they were doing. Yeah, no doubt. But still, I think he, he left a few things out there. Yeah. Um, Yaki Kadafi, I remember you from last week. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Uh, yeah, our offense is one of the reasons. I'd still rank special teams number one, but I hear you there. Uh, let's field a freaking punt. There we go, Michael. Yes. yes, Michael, 100%. 100%. Thank you so much for saying that. That's our show for this evening. Goodbye. <laughs> Catch the damn ball, please. Put somebody out there who will. You know, our uh, our old colleague. I mean, they, they work on that. Look, a lot of times when those guys are doing the punts, sometimes the punts are not consistent. A lot of times they're short. Yep. And you got you to gotta see it, feel, go up and feel it, call fair catch, or do whatever you got to do. But just sitting there every time and letting them get in front of you and let them bounce. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's like they're I think they've had so many mistakes on special teams, Tom. It's almost like they're afraid to touch the ball. Yeah, it even starts with a kickoff. Yeah, the kickoff out of bounds, a miss at PAT. Uh, I, I think that they were coached up to take the ball at the 25-yard line. I was okay with that late kick return. you got to make something special happen. You're probably not going to drive the field against Clemson. Yeah. But, um, man, for and it's not like it's not on Mike as well because he spends a ton of time on special teams. But, I mean, good Christmas. We've been so bad, and we've been talking about this for a month. When you're trying to beat teams that have more talent than you, you got to do all the detail things right, and we certainly didn't. Do you want to see the highlights, Gene? Before we go to the calls, um, we've got the. Yeah, we got a couple more here. Let's get a couple of these uh, guys. We got, uh, yep, Andre, Andre Lamar, Ransom. Wow. You. Yes, yeah, less confident we're going to make. I thought, yeah, you're right. If they be, if they pull that, hold on and win this game, I think you're going bowling. Yeah, yeah, um, he, he's still right. confident that we can make a bowl. I, I man, I don't okay. know about that. That means you got to win three in a row, probably. Although, who knows? Maybe Florida quits. They got blown out by. Uh, by what was the final on that one? I didn't see the final. Uh, I I thought last I saw it was thirty-five-seven. Let me take a look. Oh, Florida did finally score, darn it! Because I know they kicked that field goal to prevent the shutout. Yeah, thirty. Funny that they missed it. I was hoping they get shut out. Yeah, that's uh, they haven't been shut out since like eighty-eight. Um, thirty-four-seven is the final. Okay. 34-7. Randall, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh, Christopher Skelfo. That's our guy from uh, San Diego. Thank you so much. I just enjoyed one of your light beers today, Christopher. Thank you, man. Uh, Hope you uh, see you in town here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, Gabriel, Gabriel is oh, open. Oh. 
Oh, that's Wait, okay. I was gonna, I was gonna get uh, R. Wilmer in there for twenty dollars. Thank Wilmer. you very much. Thank you, sir. You, you had one other or ma'am, uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, the first time we've ever been in that environment. Elite defense. Yep. I'm not too mad at the amount of passes. Yeah, it, it's that's a tough situation when you're just getting outgunned at the trenches. You got to try and do something. I don't, Gene. I agree with you. I don't know if I would have done it that way, but that's. I would. I would have figured out. I know. I know it's frustrating to keep running and to get keep getting pounded. You yeah. got to be a little bit creative with the run, but I think going again, you don't have the receivers, you don't have the quarterback that can do it. They're forcing you to go with your weakness. I don't like doing that on a road against a tough opponent. I, I would have figured out another way, but I get it. Clemson was daring you to do that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, special teams was killer. We know yeah. that. We've documented the hell out of that. Uh, yeah, Ingvar, don't pay attention yep. to the result. I don't know. That's hard to do, but yeah. I, I, I don't think that the team necessarily took a huge step back today, Gene. Would you say no, that? No, 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 no. It, it was effectively, forget the, it was a four-point loss on the road at Clemson. Mm -hmm. um, you were leading midway into the fourth quarter. You had a chance to win it. You, you, had, you screwed up a couple things, but at the end of the day, you were basically you went toe-to-toe -to -toe on the yeah. road against Clemson for a team that a month ago was 0-4. Yeah. And a lot of people thought it was the worst team in all of FBS that, that you got to this point, that you were that competitive. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Florida State's come far enough that I don't feel good about it. Like we did against Notre Dame, you felt good yep. being that close. I think at this point, you're like, nah, I don't feel good about it, but it's not a step back. It's kind of like you treaded water, is right. my opinion, for this Saturday. Yeah, we expected to be in the game, and we were in the yeah. game. And we had a chance to close it out and win the game. It's a lesson for the guys and what not to do down the stretch. And there are some things that we can tighten up in all phases, but, um, you know, it's just – if you expected to be in a low-scoring dogfight, that's exactly where we were. I thought it was interesting that this game got to 30 total points really fast. It was 17-13 early. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Are we going to be playing a game where you got to score 34, 37 points to yeah, win? It set, definitely settled down. It went. I mean, that third quarter was just bad. <laughs> there was not a whole lot of movement of the football. Uh, let's take a look at the – oh, Eric. Yeah, one more, one more. You got to go with our Eric Angel, one of the pillars. When the pillar Angel. speaks, people listen. Absolutely. We're hoping things are okay up in Cincinnati for you, my man. Uh, and Kevin as well. Kev My goodness, folks. Thank you so much. So yeah. I think judging by the people in the chat, the numbers of people that are tuning in right now to the WarChant.com postgame show, Gene, most everybody feels upbeat in the long term, just disappointed yeah. for tonight. I think that's where we are. So let's take a look at Florida State's three touchdowns. Yeah, let's do it. Here, guys, we get some, we're going to have some highlights here for you. So here they are. They're lining up at the goal line. And uh, you know what was interesting about this, Gene? In this moment, I'm watching. I'm saying it can't be a sneak because these days in college football, you want. I love this play because look what they've got. This is not your usual because look who's out there, Tom. You want to point to those guys? Who's number four? That yep. is your huge tight end. That's effectively an offensive lineman out there. Yep, Jordan. That's Wilson. what I love about. It. And you've got uh, Corbin. So you got a running back back mm -hmm. there, not a wide little wide receiver. That's a big running back back there. So I love this formation. I'm assuming there's an alert here for a sneak if they fan out. But yeah. you've got the numbers advantage up top yeah, here. They're, yeah, they're, the box is stacked, so you're not going in there. Yeah, usually, in, I mean, especially in college football, you want that Reggie Bush push. So that's why I mm -hmm. thought it's probably not the first read to sneak it here because you mm -hmm. want a guy behind you to kind of help the cause and get you in the end zone. Once you see it stacked, RG3 did a good job of breaking this down in the broadcast. you got a three-on-two up top. Yep, and that's what they take advantage of. It's an easy read, easy breezy throw. And look at that, Jordan Wilson makes he gets just enough of the guy. Got just enough. <laughs> he yeah. got initially. That wasn't the best block in the world, but he only yeah. needed a yard. That was uh, Specter that uh, shed. But well, when you need a yard, we got the yard. We're on the board at that point. Yep. We're up seven to three. That was our first lead over Clemson since Dalvin Cook's touchdown in twenty six. Wow. 
dear Christmas. That's bad. Uh, but we were up uh, at that point, and at this point, watch this play. This oh, is- here it is, guys. That's a great throw from Jordan on a, a rail route. You know, here we go. Watch this. Whoop. Oh, stay alert, young man. Stay <laughs> alert. Tip Toa Feely. And I got to give RG3 credit <laughs> on that one. Tip Toa Feely. We got to run That's that back. Awesome. Was- yes, let's see that one again. That was good. Oh, nice. Let's run it twice. So, Gene, we talked about this route with uh, Toa Feely last The wheel week. route, man. That's awesome. That was on the mesh. You know, he ran that yep. little rail, wheel, whatever you want to call it. And he was the one who was lead blocking from Malik McLean. Well, this time they call his number. They get the matchup. There's a bit of a, a mix up here. And 42 gets caught against the secondary guy. So it gives you an extra step because of the collision. And there he goes. I just love the awareness here. He's an aware football player. Yeah, and Keep going. Keep going. Stay yep. up. Tiptoe. Use your strength. Now, the bad news for Lawrence Tofili, and we hope he's okay. Yeah. That was the player that was down at the end of the football game. If you watch this to the very end, everybody, uh, we'll run that play in just a second. But if you watch this game to the very end, Florida State coaches and trainers were attending to a player on the field on that final play, and it was Lawrence Toafili. So we certainly hope that there's nothing serious that was suffered on a gadget nothing play. That would be a real shame. And we know that uh, Lawrence Toafili's father actually is a follower of War Chance. So, um, Mr. Toafili, if you're out there. We're hoping for the best, man. A quick recovery, whatever happens there. Here was the legendary play. This would have gone down in FSU Clemson lore should mm. the Coles have mm. come out victorious in this game. You needed a big play from your defense. You got an immense play from your defense. Here it comes from the top of the mm. screen. Jermaine Johnson beats the right tackle. Oh, strip sack. Scoop, baby. He completed the hat trick there. It was his own sack, his own strip. He picks it up and scores the touchdown. That was an immense play. And look at the crowd here. They're absolutely. I love the surrender Cobras. I mean, they had a lot. I got to give the ESPN crew, TV crew, a lot of credits. Man, there must have been at least a dozen surrender Cobras during the day. Even when the, even when Clemson's ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And on that play, unfortunately, the, uh, uh, you know, the flag for the unsportsmanlike conduct, put that Mm -hmm. in your pocket guys. What the hell is wrong with you? And he was like, when I love when they showed the replay of that and the guy was just waiting, he's like, he had his hand on his flag before anything even happened. He's like, I can't wait to throw this flag. Yeah. He was so excited. Florida state scored. Screw that. Take that. Yeah. And and that play was uh, helped by a twist up front. Actually, if you see the beginning of that play, uh, it's Keir Thomas and Jermaine Johnson are lined up next to each other. You're like, Ooh, Ooh, something goofy's going on there. They run a twist up the middle, but Jermaine just he wins his block at the end. Uh, Gene, anybody stand out to you? If I if I said like who stood out to you today on on either side of the ball, offense or defense, in a good way, maybe somebody you were surprised by. What's the first name that pops into your head tonight? That's the Easter. thing. I, it, there's there's nobody. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, obviously, Tolfili had that crazy ass play, but I mean, yep. I mean, uh, that stood out to me. I mean, I got to look at some of the defensive stats. I mean, there's a couple guys that played well there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we're not having access to our defensive stats right now. There's a play here or there on defense that I really liked. Those guys are physical at times up front. I didn't like the Shipley kid had a big day, and there was some yep. some poor tackling on him. But at other times, there's really nice penetration in the backfield, and I like what I saw there. I can't say there's a standout in this game. There's a lot of solid players across mm-hmm. the board. Um, yeah. It would have been if I had FSU one. I would have seen Jermaine Johnson because that would have been the play of the season. Oh, I mean that. I mean that's still an amazing play and good for him. I'm happy for him that it happened, but nobody feels worse than he does. That right might now. make him some money though. Oh, I think it certainly will. I, yes, that, I think that increased his earning potential uh, for next year. <laughs> uh, two players I thought played well. Uh, the Shipley run aside, there was some bad tackling on that play, but uh, it was just a herky jerky finish. Akeem Dent came up, tackled in space very well today. He was physical. 
Uh, even on that first series for Clemson, he broke down Shipley in the open field, made a tackle, made a couple other plays like that. Yeah. And then Amari Gaynor had a pretty good day, too. That's uh, true, and I've been hard on all Amari, but he had a real nice day today. On a day in which Deloach and Lundy were god-awful in the first half, I mean, they, they Clemson knew what it was doing, and we've talked about this openly all week long, that you know if you're trying to create a matchup on offense for Clemson, you want to isolate against Florida State's linebackers. They had a rough second quarter, and uh, I mean, a real bad second quarter. Made a couple of plays down the stretch, but Amari, he, he's getting better. I don't know how good he's going to be. Uh, he might just be a classic tweener, but I thought he had a he had a decent day. What do we think, Gene? Is we're we're going to look at the stats here real quick before we take calls. Of it. Stat broadcast yep. is working. Got that back up. Oh, it there. is? Okay. Yeah, I got it to pull back up. So Give me just I got to say, just looking at the stats real quick, and I did see him flash a couple times. Keir Thomas. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Two and a half tackles for loss, one and a half sacks. That's that's pretty good. Uh, six six tackles on the day. That's very impressive. Yeah, you want uh, the defense? I'll pull up the defense. Yeah, let's pull those guys up because we got to give those guys some. I mean – for the most part. I mean, Lundy led up issue and tackles. Yeah, he still had a rough day. But, yeah, yeah. the good job there to get, you know, rack up the 11 tackles. Yeah, there's Dent, a game for, yeah. Oh, nine? I didn't know he had nine tackles. I thought he played yeah. well. I didn't know he played – he was that active. Uh, let's see. Tackles for loss. It, it accounted for 11 total. Some of those are shared. But um, they did yeah. a, a decent job start, stopping the run. There was a sequence towards the end of the first half, Gene, where Clemson's offense was rolling and it, it was doing yeah. enough damage that um, I was texting with uh, with Jeff, and the comment was, "We just need to get our asses to halftime, get to halftime mm-hmm. because this is falling apart fast." Uh, but they came out and responded in the second half, did a good job for the most part. I know Shipley's run is going to be the one that's put on television a whole bunch, but they they did a good job of neutralizing Clemson on the ground. Uh, Wasn't that uh, that was uh, Lundy? Yep, Marlowe's asking that on. Uh, uh, yeah, that was Lundy on the late yeah. hit out of bounds. Yeah. yeah, again, like, you know, you can argue about whether to the letter of the law it's a penalty. It's just putting yourself in that situation yeah. is really tough. Uh, let's take a look at uh, the basics here. Yeah, on offense. Yeah, Jordan, 16 runs for negative four because of the sacks. Ooh, that's a killer. Yeah. Corbin, only nine totes on a day, five for uh, Treshawn Ward and four for See, that's, to me, that's just not enough. You can't have your running backs. Yeah. That's not enough carries. Yeah, your run-pass splits are 34. I mean, that's not the ratio we're looking for. They they told us last week, Gene, when they could pretty much do whatever they wanted against UMass, how would you devise an ideal run-pass option split? Yeah. It was 3-1 to one to the run. Today, it's not even 2-1 to one to the run. And, that, and how like, many of uh, those 16 Jordan Travis runs, how many were those design runs or, op, I mean, what he decided to run? Uh, he was more tentative to to cut it loose and run it today. Yeah. I know he got he got taught a lesson late in the game where he got hit on a first down. I think it was that first and 15 play. Uh, but he was he had his eyes down the field. Clearly, he thought yeah. he was going to make more plays down the field. With but his my arm. point is maybe six of those were actual runs. Yeah. Where he was probably. trying to – that was the purpose to run. So, I mean, those were those were pass. Again, that's not – Yep. It's not what you want. Yeah, Mafa had a big run. He had that 63-yard run for uh, Clemson to key one of their scoring drives. Otherwise, he was bottled up. He had eight carries for six yards. Nice job. Shipley's a really good player. He broke out on a couple of plays. But, you know, again, uh, outside of that bad sequence towards the end of the second quarter, I thought we did okay on the ground. And DJ made a couple of good throws. He made some terrible decisions, some awful ones, like the throwing into double coverage on the Amarian Cooper interception. Good for Amarian Cooper. But he... um, he was some good, some bad, but they had more positive plays in the passing game, Gene, today than I saw in either of the pit or the Syracuse game where things were in rhythm and the ball was on time. So yeah. 
Yeah, but I think they were giving you that. I think that was kind of like, we're going to give up some of those because that's your weakness. If you get a few plays there, fine. Uh, And I will, if you go to the team stats, what I do like there, if you look at that third down conversions, I mean, to stop Clemson converted four out of 14 third downs. I'll, I'll take that every time. That's awesome. That's what you want to do. Um, So that was a really good sign by the defense, but you know, you go down the bottom, you got sacked six times. Yeah. And uh, I don't know penalties on there, but I think penalties were nine. Yeah. 85 yards. There they are right there. Yeah. Fourth, so nine penalties, you can't. That's just you lose special teams, you lose penalties. You're yeah. on the road against a qual, you know, semi quality opponent. You're not going to win. You're not good enough to overcome that. There you go. There, there's the important number as we're yeah. talking about Jordan Travis stats. So sack adjusted rush yards were under four mm. a carry, under four a carry, and only 100 yards total. If you told yeah. me that we only had 106 yards sack adjusted on the ground, I think we get we lose by you know probably. Mm-hmm two to three scores and, and this game was actually a one score game in reality save for that final goofy play i think we lose by 17 to 20 points and in this case yeah it was uh it was a one score game because we hit a couple of chunk plays which they've been able to do consistently but damn it man gene you, you have the lead with five minutes to go and you just you don't finish the job uh nope. now of course this is the warchant.com post game call in show yes so it's time to get to the phone lines uh, our first caller of the night waiting over 20 minutes already in Amarillo, Amarillo, Texas. Is this Wilson Lemieux? What's going on, Wilson? You're here in the bell right now. You're on the Warchant.com postgame show. Hot dang, Tom Lang. <laughs> we lost it again, brother. Yeah. We lost it again, man. So here's the thing. I don't know if I should be upset or not, right? And I think that's kind of like most of the fans at this point. It's like, hey, we didn't get our head kicked in. But we let Clemson score more than they had on anybody all year. But our defense looked great in the second half. Here's the thing. Like, I don't think – I mean, I didn't expect to win. The game probably looked exactly like I think a lot of us probably expected it to. Um, those frustrating things that keep us from winning. What I'm, what I'm concerned about now more so than anything else is, okay, what's momentum look like going into this next three-game, four-game series? And – I think that there's a real chance that we could lose all of them, the same as win all of them. I think they're all going to be toss-ups. And then thinking about the momentum on the recruiting trail, man, like how do you guys feel about keeping Hunter and the rest of like kind of that all-star class 2022? And like, I mean, how do we feel about the future after today? I guess that's the big question I have. All right. Gene, what do you think? Does this, uh, you know, stunt any momentum on the recruiting game, do you think? No, I think it's a wash. I don't. I don't think if Florida State was a ten-point underdog, and uh, I guess technically they lost by ten. If you want to go by the letter of that, but I mean they played a lot more competitive than that. I mean, yeah. you went on the road at Clemson. You were you had the lead with five minutes left in the game. I mean, how is this going to hurt you? Yeah. Now I think on the opposite side, if had you would have held on a one, then I think yes, you would have had more momentum. It absolutely doesn't affect Jordan Travis. It does. I mean, sorry, uh, Travis Hunter. It doesn't affect Duffy or any of the other guys. I think everything's the same. Um, but you sure the next couple of games are very important. NC State, Miami. Uh, like you said, I think that's a good point. We have no idea what's going to happen. It's a coin flip, both of them. They can yep. go either way. So I do think you need to keep doing what you're doing and be competitive, maybe win one or both of those games. I think that'll help you a lot. Establishing yep. that momentum, helping the recruiting class. What you don't want to do is take a step back. You didn't take a step back today. I think, like I said, you treaded water. You're fine. You played well enough to win. You made a couple mistakes, special teams, penalties, whatever. You didn't pull it out. It happens. Um, yep. But it's it's nothing to get upset about or nothing to get too excited about. 
Yeah, what I what I love about the defense in this game is as it got to the more important moments, the defense stepped up and did more and more and more. That last score from Clemson is largely on, you know, that yeah, was penalties, yeah. 30 yards of penalties, but you, you need to make a play because the offense was completely bottled up. And and we had a good comment uh from one of our commenters here in the live chat who was also a contributor. It's a tough day for Trayshawn Ward. That fumble after we had the fumble recovery, that first play back I mean, that reminded me of the Wake Forest moment early in the game where Jay Sean Corbin fumbled after we had a, an interception. One play later, you give it right back. That's tough, man. That's a tough thing to take. But the defense stood up as this game got into its more decisive moments. They get you the score directly, and then they get a stop with a big sack on third down on the very next drive. I love to see that. Mm-hmm. that, that for, for me, I know that Clemson scored late in the game, Gene. But to me, that's a defense finishing a football game on a high note and getting better as the game goes along. That's the positive thing. My concern and where I agree with Wilson is that, you know, the next three games, uh, well, sorry, three of the next four games, I think will be okay against BC, are all losable. Like, yes, they're, it's a coin flip to win them. Yeah. You get one of them. I think at that point we can talk about momentum, but today, nah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're neutral. You can even sell that in a positive way. You can spin that in a positive way and say, look how close we were. Look how many more athletes they have than we do, yeah. and yet we had the lead with five minutes to go. What the hell is their problem? I, that's how I would spin it today if I'm talking to uh, this recruiting class. We go to Inverness next. Oh, my goodness. Shuffling the phone. John and Inverness, what's going on? Welcome to the War Chant postgame show. What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Hey, John. Go for it. Good, good, good. Well, listen, man, uh, I think um, – man. It seems as if we get in these games, and uh, before it ever happens, I actually talked to a friend of mine. He's actually a Gator fan, poor guy, but I talked to him, and, and he said, "Listen, I told him about that stat. Clemson hadn't scored twenty points, you know, all, all year or all years." And I said, "Listen, uh, if they're going to do it against anybody, it's going to be against Florida State, and, and that's just the way that these games go for us." But I think we played great. Um, when we needed to, a little concerned. We seemed to deviate away from what our bread and butter was. And I know you guys talked about it a little bit with the, with Travis dropping back and looking to pass more than, than the run games. Uh, the previous call really took my, what well, my question was about, uh, you know, does a game like this, does it affect recruiting in a positive or a negative way? Or is it just kind of a wash and you guys kind of address that? So I'll change my question up. And my question is this now at this point. Is there value in, 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 since Travis is so good with the RPOs, is there value in also starting to incorporate an option? Uh, just, just, just a straight back option. And we got two great backs back there. And, uh, you know, maybe adding another, another element to our, uh, to our attack. That's the question, gentlemen. I appreciate you always taking the call. Uh, thank you. And, and uh, try to recover as I do over the next uh, 24 hours here. Thank you, John. Well, well, uh, Tom Lang of the Tom uh, Third and Lang fame, and I, I will do. Since you don't want to self promote, I will tell people check out. It's a great feature on War Chant, and Tom breaks down some of the X's and O's uh, of Florida State football every week. And uh, so check it out on WarChant.com. But Tom, uh, John had asked about the, uh, incorporating yeah. the option. I don't know. I think the RPO is enough of an option there. I mean, that's part of the whole thing. I don't know if you need to incorporate the true going back to Nebraska style option yeah. offense in this whole and I don't think you want to put Travis in that situation to take more hits either but that's just my opinion yeah um I think we already run an option offense of sorts it's yeah. the read option and, and there's RPO stuff in some cases there's three options on a play it's a triple option with a throw mm-hmm. um I understand what you're saying I frankly I thought I thought this week that we'd see more speed option stuff because the, the way I saw the game uh Clemson's defense the past couple of weeks Gene 
is that they're more apt to give up stuff on the ground on the perimeter than they are yeah. bet- between the tackles. Uh, that's how Syracuse was able to gash them for a couple of big plays was to get the edge on Clemson. And you saw there were a couple instances today where they were lined up wrong. And that was something that they remarked on in the game. Uh, I believe it was Dabo Swinney's comments at, at halftime to Quint, uh, who was on the call for ESPN. It was our alignments off in some situations. And when, when you're going to be outgunned in the trenches, I thought we'd see speed option to the perimeter, more outside zone type runs, but they mostly did what they did, which is the pulling action and, and some inside cutbacks. They're trying to generate those. I just thought we caught a lot of blocks today rather than delivering and driving. We were kind of catching guys and right in the backfield. And I think that's what short circuited it. And then by the fourth or fifth drive, we decided to become a drop back passing offense. And that's just, that's really tough to do against mm-hmm. a team like Clemson. If you're good at it and we're not good at it, but I mean, Pitt had all they could handle and more. And Kenny Pickett's a really good college quarterback dropping back and trying to make throws. I thought Jordan was okay in that regard, but you know, it's just, that's a tall task. And a big yeah, that's a great point. You got to look at the end of the day. We know Clemson has an elite defensive line. They do what they do. And it looked like when it's funny, when I saw notice it on TV, when you put the replays up earlier, it seemed like they were really packed. That yeah. box was stacked. You were not running between the tackles. Right. And there's an, like you said, the speed option or doing something outside the perimeter. There's an option. You don't have to always run between the tackles. Yeah. When they're packing that thing in and you've got some speedy guys get to find a way to get to the outside and break them down that way. And you know what happens? You do that a couple of times, you break off a play or two, suddenly they're not going to be as packed in anymore. And then you can go ahead and do some in between the tackle stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if this was Kenny Dillingham's best game calling the play, because like, I think the caller pointed out, look, we abandoned the run too much instead yeah. of coming up with some, look, I get it between the tackles it wasn't working, but there are other ways, there are different ways to skin the cat there. I just don't think they explore enough of those options and two immediately went back to going into exactly. Look, Brent Venables is an elite defensive coordinator. He knew what he wanted to make Florida state do. He wanted to get them out of their comfort zone. And we fell right into the trap and we did exactly what they wanted Florida state to do. And it's the weakness. And ultimately that's probably why they won the game. Yeah, I thought maybe there'd be a little bit more perimeter screens as well. Too, uh, there Something. was the one time where, where both Keyshawn and Cam got they turned a guy loose, and uh, or sorry, it was uh, McLean and Cam. Maybe we got somebody killed on a quick bubble, but there were some opportunities to do that. I think as well, open looks that maybe Jordan turned down. The one thing that I'm probably most disappointed about today on offense is if I'm Jordan Travis, especially after the first quarter, and I realize that we're not going to win those battles uh, in the trenches. If I have a chance and I have a moment to get downhill and take off and go full speed, I'm going to do so. Like in, in the grand scheme of, of trying to you know grow a quarterback, it's nice that your eyes are down looking down the field and you're trying to make a play at all times and you're looking for a chunk. But God gave you those legs, man. You use them, yeah. turn loose. And there were so many times he was timid approaching the line of scrimmage trying to make a play with his arm. And I was thinking, dude, take yeah. the eight yards in front of you with your legs. Uh, but you know, he also made some throws too. So a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And Clemson was just a little bit better today. We now go to Virginia beach. It's Gator Kirk. What's going on Gator? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Despite the loss hanging in all things. We're we're all good Gator. Thanks buddy. How are you doing? I'm a, I'm a little miffed that we couldn't finish at the end. Hopefully we will take this. And use it as motivation to win our next three. We we had it in our hands, and even though sometimes it looked like we were playing against twelve, we didn't take advantage of the opportunities we had when we had them 
early in the game or late in the game. Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um, there, there were certainly times around the line of scrimmage. It seemed like they had 12 on the field gator. Um, when you, when you're running that read option stuff and you see that they've got everything accounted for. And when we're doing the games, um, we're watching the games from our home. I've got a second feed up on my computer cause I'm pulling some of the video highlights. So that gives me the opportunity to see plays twice. You know, when Jordan gives it in a read option, I'm looking, I'm like, well, was he covered? Should he have given that? And Brent loaded up the line of scrimmage really well. The, the one thing I'd say, we also make them look faster today, a little bit Gator, because a lot of the runs that we called were long developing runs. I mean, that works against a lot of opponents. Hell, it worked against Notre Dame where the plays, the plays, the ball snapped, here you go. There's about a tick or two before we make a decision. But against Clemson, if they're going to be that much mm-hmm. better than you in the trenches, you're just asking to get hit in the backfield. Yeah. You've got to hit that line of scrimmage with speed. You got to run. That's the only thing you could do against a, a defensive line that's better than you. You got to run right at them and hope that they are just too aggressive and they and they vacate a lane and you hit it. The more time you take to dilly dally like a Le'Veon Bell type run, the more trouble you're going to be in. And that's what we found ourselves in today. Yeah, that's a good point. Look, I think it was funny. I, I saw earlier on the week on the Tribal Council WarChant.com a lot of people saying this is just a bad matchup for Florida State's offense because of what specifically what you're talking about when they dominate you that much in the trenches. And this yep. is a team. Georgia, who won, what'd you say, 35 to 7 today? Uh, 34 7. Yep. 34 7. Sorry. They scored 10 points yep. on this on this team. Yep. This was the number one team in the nation. This is a really good defense. They've got they're fast, they're dominating the middle. They got five stars all over the place. They're really good. Yep. Florida State is a finesse offense. They do the RPO, they do the read option. They're trying to get people off balance, and they've got a really couple really good running backs and a very mobile quarterback. But, man, when you're dominated up front, it's very difficult to consistently move the football. Now, we have our criticisms of some things they could have done differently to negate this, but at the end of the day, it was a tough matchup for Florida State. Florida State's offense at this stage, they don't have the offensive linemen. They don't have the wide receivers to keep Clemson honest, nor the quarterback to throw the ball yep. down the field. So it's a tough situation for Florida State. They still, even with all that, they were in a position to win the game late. And they yeah, that, that's the thing, Gina, I keep coming back to. If you're trying to be positive about tonight, think of how many more weapons and how many more you know uh, ingredients in the cupboard in the pantry that Clemson has. And yet here we are down the stretch and, you, and you've got a lead. You just want the offense and the special teams to be able to finish like the defense did today. That's the thing that stings. It's just they put you in a position. The defense put us on their back at the end of the game and said, we're going to go deliver this win. All you got to do is dot, dot, dot. And we didn't finish that sentence with anything good. It was uh, it was rough. We go to a, a usual caller, a frequent caller here. It's Josh in New York. Josh, what's going on this week? How are you? All things considered, sir. Um, I, I think I'm okay. I, uh, you know, there's like, I just, like you just said, man, there's like a lot of, you know, with all the weapons they had in their, in their cover, we didn't have enough. Uh, I just, you saw it. Um, what Clemson did to us honestly was take away the thing that we are really good at and they attacked the things that we're not good at. So like, for instance, like, um, you know, I felt like our linebacking core, and, and I don't like singling guys out, but like, you know, my man Lundy, he was trying to shoulder guys to the ground a lot, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't happening. You know, um, I even that that last call didn't really bother me. That's but that's that's one, and then you know they they made us they try to make us throw the ball early, and you know our wide receivers were not. I don't think they were getting separation early either, um, but. 
you know, I, I do see some positives. Uh, that, that Jordan pass to Keyshawn Helton, I'm a 49er fan, so that kind of reminded oh. me of Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy G. G. Thing, Jimmy Emmanuel G. Sanders. That was the game right there. Uh, um, but um, I think we're going to be fine. I'm not that – I mean, I saw Miami play earlier. Not that afraid of, of them because defensively they give up everything. And yeah. I think that we can uh, scare them just enough on offense. But um, I, I think for the rest of the year, I, I think we have a chance. I think we have a chance to, to really, you know, end the year off right and, uh, you know, go – I'm not going to say the B word bowling because I, I, I've been dancing <laughs> myself as a pinstripe poppy. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I think we have a, a chance to end the year right. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, the chances are going to be there. These are these are winnable games in front of us on the schedule. Um, if you come out of this game relatively healthy, again, we'll check on Lawrence Toafili. That's something for the pregame show, Gene. We were on Dylan Gibbons' watch the whole time with me and Jeff before yeah. this game kicked off, and Dylan Gibbons was in there. You, you didn't really notice him one way or the other, which is good. That means he was relatively healthy. And hopefully he's even healthier for next week. And They're going to need him against Miami, against NC State, down the stretch yep. here to win those games. And I think that's, that's a good – again, we talk about this bad matchup. And Josh pointed out, you know, Miami, and I think in both NC State, I think Florida State can do what they do well against those teams. They can run the football. They can run the RPO, the zone read. And they, you see how bad Miami is in some of those games against the run. So, yep. I mean, you dedicate to the run against Miami by the fourth quarter. Hopefully you're gashing them in a close game running the football. So this is, again, I think this was a bad matchup for Florida State. I'm, I'm relatively positive down the stretch. But, man, they're, they're like, it's, it's, it makes it interesting because they are coin flips. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. They could win in three in a row would not surprise me. Three, four in a row wouldn't surprise me. If they lose three, four in a row, it wouldn't shock me either. Yeah, the thing I'd say about that is if you're going to win coin flips, win hidden yardage, please. Let's yes. get a hell of a lot better. I mean, for all the repping we do as special teams, we look like ass. We look like we never do it. If you could just right now, Tom, you would say you would just want you would think you'd okay. The remainder thing you go, you're not even on special teams. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you're at least splitting what's left. At least if you could just at least Go 50-50 on special teams. Don't lose special mean, teams every week. Jesus, with those three punts. We gave up 50, 60 Gosh. yards of field position there. I, that's just inexcusable. That's got to change. And, again, I like JP as a coach, and I think he belongs on the staff. But if we got to find Man. a new voice for special teams, find the damn new voice. It's too much. We're going out to Colorado now with Kyle. Oh, my boy. My man. What's up, Kyle? Hey, what's going on, guys? I uh, just hey, got Kyle. a question to put us Kind of back into perspective of special teams. Um, I know we're getting bad on our guys pretty good right now, but keep in mind, Clemson missed three makeable yeah. field goals yeah. and didn't even kick the last extra point. So that's 10 points they could have put on us, giving them 40 when they've averaged half that the entire year. Uh, it seems every – I don't count the last touchdown. Come on now, uh, What's that? I would – the last touchdown. No, they would – that, that – that's not the that last touchdown. We don't even count that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's just you know, it, it could have looked a lot worse than what it did. Uh, yeah, the last touchdown could have got piled on, but I mean, literally, they they could have hung forty. Even the last touchdown was garbage, but they could have. But I just feel like every quarterback has their best game against us. Uh, Shipley got his personal best game against us, and uh, the lack of composure on defense kind of showed up late. Uh, we got a lot of penalties where our, our cornerbacks were in phase but didn't turn their head to find the ball, which led to lead to all kinds of pass interference penalties. And I just feel like when the game is on the line, our, our defense kind of wilts a little bit. They play very, very strong, a very, very good defense. And then when it's really on, the heat's on, and we need them to step up, 
they fold a little bit. And I wonder if that's like a, a culture thing we're trying to change or if it's just players not being in the right position or if it's just they're not ready for that kind of uh, challenge yet. Well, let me ask you this, Kyle. I mean, the the scoop and score and then the sack on the three and out after that drive, I mean, wouldn't you consider that growth, though? Wouldn't that be the positive? Absolutely, but that, that's also coming from guys that we just brought in from other programs that are going to be gone next year. Um, I'm, I'm very happy with, with the way they played 90% of the game, but I feel like the, the 10%, like the, the 10%, the, the squeak that gets the oil, I feel like that's the end of the game when it's like, we need this stop. We need you. Our offense can't move the ball. Can you please, you know, step up and get us one more stop with three minutes left? And we just we, – we couldn't do it. And I'm not saying the defense is terrible. Fire Adam Fuller. I'm not at that level yet. I think we we're showing marked improvement, and we're a better football team than we were four weeks ago. But I feel like that's the last step to get us to a point where we can be uh, winning games versus Clemson instead of losing by 10. Yeah, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Uh, the offense needs to finish the game there. I thought the defense did enough to finish the game. Now, yeah, if you're yeah, talking yeah. about the ahead, trend of, of quarterbacks playing their best against us, I agree with you there, Kyle, 100%. You know, that, that gets annoying after a little while. Um, but Clemson's got better athletes than we do outside on the perimeter. And and those penalties kill us. Some is, You know, there might be a BS quality to them. But, you know, on the Kevin Knowles one, don't get beat off the line of scrimmage that bad. If DJ throws the ball where it should be, it's a, it's a rainbow touchdown over the top, and, and Kevin's in braille by five to ten yards. You know, I, I would just – I would caution and say, if you're asking the defense to finish, they did tonight twice. They scored you a touchdown yeah. to take the lead themselves, and then they get you off the field with five minutes to go. You pick up two or three first downs right there, the ball game is over, yeah. and the defense would be the reason that we're all celebrating right now. I hear you on some points, but I thought the defense finished today. What do you think, Gene? Yeah, yeah. I, I look. I think Kyle has been a couple little things you do look. And you know, on the broadcast, they pointed it out on the Knowles interference. Look, if he turns his head just a little bit at the end, maybe I, I never know in the ACC because it changes all the time. You never can figure out what's a penalty, yeah. and what isn't. But the point was made. Turn your head a little bit. Take the decision out of the way of the official. It wasn't a pass interference. It was called one. But I think if his head turns a little bit at the ball, it yep. make, it's really hard for the official to call that. And the yep. same thing with Lundy. Look, you, you've seen this time and time again with Florida State. You can't touch a guy anywhere near the out-of-bounds marker. You're going to get called for it. Yep. So he has a point. Some little things like that could be cleaned up on defense. But you're absolutely right. Florida State got the they got the scoop and score. They got the stop. All they did was move the ball a little bit on offense, get a couple first downs, and the game's over. Yeah, they didn't. They the offense did not come through. Clemson's defense at the end of the game owned Florida State's offense. Between that and the special teams blunders, that was the difference at the end. So I, I look, I blame special teams one, offense two, defense three, in that whole scenario, because a couple of those defensive things are minor mm-hmm. that can be cleaned up. But the other things now, the other things are a bigger hole, a bigger glaring problem yep. in my mind than what the defense did down the stretch. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I don't see how Clemson gets to 40 today either, but I, I do agree that no. 30 is about the number with the missed kicks. 30 is about a fair number, and Clemson yeah. has not broken Sure, if they did everything perfect, they get 30. Right. Okay, if Florida State does everything, they don't get all the penalties or the other nonsense too. I mean, you, you can right. say if this happens, this happens. Florida State gets 30. On paper, they should be better than us by 24 to 30 points minimum. And uh, Florida State was in that game that had a lead. Speaking of paper, as I create my own segue, we have a sponsor of this program that we have yet to mention, but we love them very much, and their name is Team Paper. Teampaper.com. What is Team Paper? It's a website created in the era of NILs to connect you 
to your favorite athletes. At teampaper.com, you'll find personalized videos made by your favorite players just for you, their fans. You'll learn their personal backstories, hear motivational tips, maybe some drills that help them get better at their craft and more. It's sort of like a digital yearbook. So if you want to get your yearbook right now, you can support FSU athletes directly by heading to teampaper.com. Getting the Tallahassee bundle, you can use code WARCHANT when you check out to get $10 off. But again, folks, you know, maybe that's a discount you, you don't want to take because 80% of every dollar you spend with teampaper.com goes directly to the players. And it's not about star players. It's about the team. What's really cool, too, coming up at teampaper.com, they're expanding. Gesundheit. Beyond the football team. That was Gene, I sneezed like 50 times last night. I had an allergy issue last night. I don't have a button. I was looking for that button to do it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the cough button. Um, but uh, yeah, at teampaper.com, they're expanding even more, Gene. They got basketball. They got softball coming up. You name it, they do it at teampaper.com. 80% of every dollar goes right to the players. It's allowed now. You can pay players. You know what? They're sacrificing a lot. So head to teampaper.com. Use code WARCHANT to support Florida State athletes. We do have Mike Norvell, Gene. Uh, the post game. Do we want to listen to that today or we want to just move on? What do you think? Uh, I don't know, guys. What do you think? You know what? We'll do a few minutes. We'll hear his introductory comments and a question or two. Let's go ahead and do that. Give us a chance to get me refilled because you know I'm out of beer. So, uh, well, we'll you know what? so let's go ahead and do that. All right. So we're going to head over right now. These are out. Of we'll be back. We'll take your calls. This is uh, Mike Norvell speaking to the media. Let me make sure he's unmuted and away we go. Um, you guys, you guys ready? ready? Um, first, first off, congratulations to Clemson. Um, you know, made the plays down the, down the stretch to win the, win the game. game. Um, you know, really proud of the uh, the heart that our guys showed, the way that they, um, you know, continue to battle. You know, just, you know, they're late, just too many mistakes. Um, That's a good defense we're going against. You know, we really struggled there uh, to consistently establish drives. You know, we had some opportunities, uh, but the negative plays, the, some of the penalties, you know, being behind the change, you know, we're, it's too, too much, much for, for, for us to overcome. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, they're, 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 they're down, down the stretch. stretch. Just, uh, just, like I said, it's self-inflicted. We've got to give credit to, to, to them for what they did. But, um, you know, we just got to continue to to grow. we got to continue to learn. But um, our guys, you know, they showed tremendous heart, you know, tremendous light. You know, I am proud of this football team. But, you know, we've got to play Got to play, play cleaner, cleaner there, you know, at, at the end. end. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just, uh, it's just really disappointing. Washington. I guess for Alex, this is the most frustrating feeling about this game. You're proud of the team, but this is a frustration that's kind of taking over right now for you immediately yeah. after a game like this. Yes, um, it's frustration when you, when you lose a game. And, uh, you know, you know the work that's gone in. You know the the, the guys that. Um, uh, I mean, we got a really good group of young men in there that have that have responded consistently. Um, you know, they work really hard, and uh, you know we're 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 building a foundation that is going to going to be sustained because of the guys and the uh, the willingness they have to continue to compete. Um, Tonight showed up some mistakes that um, that we've been staying away from, um, and there's, it's frustrating. You know, anytime that you uh, that you come up short, and it's so close. But you know, we talked about it throughout the year. The margins uh, between success and failure are so small, um, and that's where we have to to continue to grow. And you know, but I am proud of the Trent team. But yes, I mean, frustrated that we lost.
I felt that the, on that last third drive, the three playing the lead was too, look like kind of borderline penalty to go for 15 minutes. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I express my uh, opinion at the at the the moment, but um, you know, the, if, you, if you have penalties, defensive penalties, 15 yard defensive penalties on drives, you usually you know, put yourself in a, t- a challenging situation uh, to stop people, and um, you know that's something that we've got to we've got to make sure that you know we continue to to work that so that those things don't show up. Does Kevin play the ball the way he's supposed to? Technically, on that play, um, you know, I mean, those those are all calls that. Um, you know that they are they're, they're judgment calls, and I thought, you know, Kevin fought for a good position, um, trying to play the hands, you know, at, at the moment. But you know, it's you know, it's a call that was made. The effort of the defense, especially in the second half, to create turnovers for you guys in position. Yeah, you know, I thought. I mean, those guys they battled, and uh, you know, we knew. I mean, it's you're playing one of the best, de- best playing one of the best defenses, uh, you know, in the country. You know, really challenging here. You know, you know. On the road, I mean, there were some um, you know, we had guys that were just battling to, to be even out there on the field. Um, but, uh, you know, our defense, I mean, they, I thought they stepped up. I mean, it's, you know, the, to be able to get the touchdown, you force fumble, create the takeaways. Um, and I was really pleased with, with how they responded there in the second half. And it's just, that's unfortunate. Um, you know, they had some some challenging situations. You know, we were we tried to be aggressive in, in some in some situations. They and they just continued to rise to the call. But then, you know, there at the end, um, you know, it just it was, it was too much, and we, we gave up. Uh, you know, gave up a play there at the end. How are the guys handling processing? I mean, they're 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 disappointed. Obviously, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I I am grateful for the hearts that we have in that room i mean the minute minute the game was over with uh you got guys that you know been here for a very short period of time and they just they come up tell me you know that they love me and and, and are grateful for the work and the things that we're doing we're going to respond i mean we know the stretch we know the, the, the what's in front of us today was our opportunity and you know we came up short but uh you know these guys you know as they've done throughout the course of this year you know they're going to respond the right way um but it i mean it's so much investment, so much, so much that we, you know, we ask our guys to do. I mean, it's not just what you see on the football field; it's off the field. It's everything. I mean, we challenge them daily uh, to put ourselves in the best position to be successful. And I think that's why you've seen us respond the way we've had through the middle part of the season. Um, but in this moment, we just we have to continue to be better, and uh, we will be. Yeah, they obviously did a really good job against your running game. How did Jordan play overall? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I thought I thought Jordan, you know, did some really good things. You know, he was under duress, uh, duress at, at times uh, tonight, and um, you know, they did they did some things that were challenging. You know, and uh, you know, we we're never able to get the run game established, which is hard for us. You know, I mean, it's you know, and we, we got to a point where you know we were forced to you know, kind of trying to to we had some success throwing the ball trying to keep that um, you know efficiency but you know then you have a negative play or you know the the, the pre-snap penalties that showed up that really haven't I mean um, you know here these last few weeks I mean that puts you in some challenging situations and um, you know for w- without being able to you know, consistently run the ball it was just it, it was difficult and um, you know that's it's one of the things that we have to continue to grow and get better at how good was it to see the defense force some field goals? Punch ended up missing some of those field goals. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought our defense battled. I mean, it's 
you know, backs against the wall, you know, all the things that uh, that showed up throughout the game. Um, you know, those those guys, you know, they were it was impressive. And uh, to be able to force field goals, sometimes, you know, they had short fields. But I mean, you know, just continue to, to fight and battle. And uh, it was unfortunate it came up, it came up a little short there at the end. Yeah, you know, LT's uh, you know really been coming along, and these last these last few weeks, you kind of you see it in practice. Um, you know, he missed some time uh, you know, there earlier in the year, um, but you, you mean you see the explosiveness that he has. I mean, he's really I thought he had some really good runs. You know, um, you know with the you know as as a as a ball carrier, but then also obviously the uh, uh, his pass rec- receiving ability was uh, was incredible. I was one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen. Um, you know, just for the balance and and. Uh, um, you know, he's, he's explosive. He's got to be, he's got to be a weapon for this team. And, um, you know, I'm excited about what his future is going to be just because, you know, the type of young man he is and the work that he puts in, you know, coupled with the skill that he has. On a couple of punts, would you like Tree Sean to go try to test them? I know they're hard and they're line, they're line drives and not kicked right in. Yeah, I mean, those, uh, those are, um, you know, I thought they did a, a pretty good job of, of trying to spray it. Um, you know, we, that's where you get that fair, that, that balance, you know, of, I mean, if, put yourself in jeopardy of if you don't feel comfortable of it, you know, we want possession of the ball, but yeah, absolutely. And we're trying to field every ball that's, that's punted. Um, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, like the last one, I mean, they rolled right and kicked back across. That's a, I mean, that was a good job by their guys and, you know, we got to go, go get it. But I mean, it's, it's all, all things that, um, you know, we're working, but you know, in the moment it was, um, you know, he, he made the decision that you know, he didn't feel comfortable. And so we, Got to roll with that. Yeah, I suppose that uh, that's them's the breaks. Uh, Gene, I'll let you unmute yourself. I think we both clicked the microphone at the same time there. Um, but uh, you there we go. Mike was frustrated for sure uh, with what was going on with uh, the punt situation and not catching the football. You could tell he was frustrated even more. Good, so good. With the call on Kevin Knowles and mm-hmm. uh, some of the other calls that were made. He's just frustrated, but he, he got emotional there. He had to stop himself when he was talking about uh, the heart of the team and, and the guys talking to him after the game. He he believes in them. That this is not coach speak. You can tell sometimes when coaches are saying the right things, but they don't really believe what they're saying. Mike loves that team. He loves yeah. that team for, for the way they've responded since halftime of the Louisville game. They played hard. Have they been good enough all the time? No, but we knew that. We knew they weren't good enough to win a lot of their games this year, but they, they do fight. They do compete. They just need to be rewarded with a couple of wins down the stretch here at minimum, Gene, to make sure that this thing doesn't fall back into the abyss. You know, don't you think he probably sensed on that scoop and score and they get the stop, they were probably going to win this, and this was going to be a program-defining win for him yep. on his tenure here because if you win four in a row, you're rolling to Clemson, you beat them. At this point, you've turned around. You've got the biggest turnaround in college football, and you're probably on track to go bowling you got a, a really good recruiting class coming in. You would have so much momentum going. You still may, but I think it's frustrating to him. You had it all right in front of you. You could see the finish line, mm-hmm. and a couple things happened, you know, with a call or whether you had, a, you know, whatever, some poor special teams play. Whatever the reason was, you didn't get to cross that finish line because you could see it. It was that close yeah. in front of you. So I get the frustration. I'm glad he's frustrated because he realizes they're this close to turning a real corner for this program. But they're not quite there yet. They're close, but it's not there yet. Yeah, we could all feel it. We were just like, just come yeah. on. You know, it's five minutes to go. Come on, finish. And it just was not to be tonight. Uh, waiting for almost an hour. We love Ooh. you, man. Thank wow. you so much for uh, for your patience. Gene and Ocala, 
We love you on this program. Gene, go ahead. Hey, what's going on, Tom? What's going on, Gene? How you guys doing? Hey, Gene. Uh, well, this one, this one kind of hit in the stomach, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't, uh, you know, all week long I was saying, you know, I just want to, I just want us to hang in there. I wanted to make it close. But then whenever you see the finish line right in front of you, you start wanting a little more of that cake. And uh, <laughs> it seemed like we just had it. Um, my, my, I guess, you know, my question or my comment or however you want to put it is just, you know, offense built for playmakers, but offense should also be built to adjust to what's going on in front of you. I mean, whenever we played, I think it was Syracuse, they kind of spread it out and was throwing things to the perimeter, not worried about kind of a la what Dallas Cowboys did against. Tampa Bay, you know, I know I can't run against you, so I'm going to have to do other things to, to get outside. And it just seemed like they were just hitting their head up against a brick wall. You know, I, I love – I don't know what people are talking about, about the defense and everything, because defense is – that look like old Florida State to where, you know, we're going to sit here and we're going to do our thing, and I just need the offense to just help out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Appreciate you taking my call. You guys have a great one, and I'm, you know, go knows. We we still, I think we 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 still are putting some fear in some people's hearts on where we're at. Y'all have a good one. Thank you, Gene, and thank you obviously for your patience as you waited uh, for yeah. nearly an hour in the caller line. We got some awesome callers here on the WarChant.com post game show. Yeah, you know, I, I think their adjustment, Gene, was to bail on the run and go to the pass. That was their adjustment. Mm -hmm. This ain't working, so we got to do some other stuff here. Um, uh, you know, we've seen when this offense, Gene Williams, uh, not to get you confused with the caller, uh, we've seen when this offense is rolling, you, you see the potential for how it does isolate matchups. But, you know, just because we're two months into the season um, and we've got four games to go or, or five games to go, whatever it is, just because that we're turning the page to November on Monday, it doesn't mean that things have changed with the roster from way back in August. The receivers aren't good enough here just yet. Uh, the linebackers aren't good enough just yet. And there's a ceiling with your quarterback. You know, he's mm -hmm. more of a gadget player who can do some nice things at times, but there is a hard ceiling with Jordan Travis as your quarterback. And those things all presented themselves today. And that's where I'd say, hang tight on the offense build for playmakers thing. Like, you know, and, and for what explosive elements there could be in this offense, we just need to hold it together to get the players in here who can run it at a higher level. And that's there was a limitation to what could have been accomplished today. I thought we had an, uh, enough in the tank, and, and Clemson has been failing enough that we could have won this ball game, and, and we damn near did. Uh, but I would just hold off on making too many sweeping judge, uh, judgments about the offense just yet. Yeah, uh, of what they've done the last few weeks, they're making lemonade, man, with not much, uh, not much in the way of lemons. I think that's the way. Yeah, there's definitely it's fair to be critical. Um, there were some mistakes made, I think, offensively, some things you could have done differently. We all, I think we all agreed they gave up on the run or could have come up with more creative ways <clears throat> instead of having Jordan Travis drop back in the pocket play after play after play. Because um, you do have some severe limitations. But that being said, like, yeah. they're just – you have a below-average offensive line. They're better than they were last year. They're not great. And you have not a great wide receiver core at all. If you could have one or two game-breakers back there, it changes what Clemson does defensively. Even with a below-average passing quarterback – if you got some guys, if if Travis Hunter is all we think he is, and he's a game breaker out there, it can take 
short passes, intermediate passes, and, and make the defense pay for it, it puts fear in them. All of a sudden, you know, they're backing up a little bit, and they're like, uh-oh, we better respect this. And it can open up things so that you don't need to have an elite passing quarterback right. if he can run well and you can have some – you're strong in some other areas. The problem is you have a couple good running backs and you have a running quarterback. You just don't have anything else on offense. And a good defense with a good defensive coordinator is going to scheme up a way yep. to take you out of your comfort zone, and that's what Venables did in this game. Again – I, I, there's some things for us they could have done differently, but at the end of the day, it's tough when you've got one hand tied behind your back, which Florida State effectively does offensively. Yeah, and it just, you know, plainly speaking, it, the comments are said it. We wiped it on full screen just a moment ago, but Jordan didn't have his best day either. You know, mm. multiple things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Coaching staff had their best day. Eh, I don't know if it was their best. It wasn't an F, but it wasn't an A plus either. Did Jordan have his best day? No. No, certainly not. Missed quite a few things, including the deep shot to Keyshawn Helton. That could have been a game-changing. And someone pointed out that little short route that would have picked up the first round he threw behind Keyshawn, too. That yep. was big oh, late in the man. game. God, that's open. Just a couple Ooh. feet out, just a foot more in, Keyshawn catches that. Yep. You convert the first down, and who knows what happens at that point. Yep, yeah. So, you know, he's in between. What we saw yeah. in North Carolina was a revelation with the read option. It just didn't happen today. Uh, there's a ceiling there, but it's enough. They've got enough, we both agree, Gene, to win the vast majority of their games down the stretch. They're coin flips, but you you can win pretty much every game remaining on the schedule. And we never thought that you were in a position to where you could scare a victory, you know, up on the road at Clemson a month ago, and here they are. And they and they had a chance to win it with two freaking first downs with five minutes to go. They didn't get it done. Uh, for those of you who are on hold on the warchant.com postgame show. We're going to get to each and every one of you. No more new callers. So, yep. uh, Harry. We are hoping to get a call from Memorial Stadium at some point here, too. That is correct. So, uh, Terry, we're good on new callers, but let's go down the line with the folks who have been waiting patiently on hold. That includes Wes in the Villages. Wes, we haven't talked to you. Uh, well, no, I think you called last time, but how's it going, yeah. Wes? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Hanging hey, in there. Wes, all things considered, we're good. Could have been better. We we're almost there, but, you know, we're hanging in. Yeah, you know, I look at it like this. I mean, you're on the road in Death Valley late in the fourth quarter with the lead, have a chance to win the game. You haven't played anything close uh, to your potential. Uh, lots of mistakes, bad calls. We can point to a lot of things. For the, and, and, again, there are no moral victories, but you got to walk out of there. Everybody does with their head high and continue to see the growth and development of the program. Lots of things to work on, lots of, uh, you know, roster holes to fill and things. But all things considered, man, what a who would have thought a month ago we would have been – had the lead late in the fourth quarter. No shot. Yeah. Um, and that's huge. That's huge. So, you know, and it brings me to my question. So we go 0-4 in September, bottom of the barrel, awful. Come back, obviously three-game win streak. In October three and one, we got four games left in November. I'm going to go out and predict that we we do another three and one finish in November. That gets us to our six and six, get to a bowl game, finish the year strong. And I wanted to get your all's take. I know you guys said earlier you think they're all coin flips, but I want to get your thoughts on what you think the final record would be, just based on where we are right now. And I'll hang up and listen to that. But before I go. I got hung up on a little too quick last week, and I wanted to hit a promo on the way out, and that is, everybody, don't forget to hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the YouTube channel, as well as warchant.com, the best in the business. Y'all have a good evening. Go Knowles and beat NC State. Bye. 
Well, thank you, Wes. Yes. So, yeah, Terry, that's what no, you cut them off. Or was that you, Tom, who cut them oh, off? Oh, that's last me. Time? I'm, I'm a quick. All right, Tom. Hey, Wes, Wes, Wes is our look at he's our media consultant. Look at him helping us out. Wes has earned the benefit of the doubt. There are a lot of callers who just like to go and go and go. So I'm a quick trigger, Jesse. But Wes, <laughs> all right, you've earned the chance to sign yes. off this week now. Thank you, Wes. You got it, buddy. Uh, so, Gene, your thoughts on the remaining schedule? Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, it, it, look, I mean, they're all coin tosses, and I'm going to play the thing. I go two and two. I'll go two and two down, right? Is there four four left we got? Yeah. Four uh, left, two yeah. and two in the bowl. Two yeah. and two. No, I don't know. I mean, it, that would be – that's – I don't know. You might be, you might get in a bowl with five. I mean, it, it can happen nowadays, and all the teams opting out and players yep. leaving, it could happen. So, yeah, I gotta, are, I'm just going to play the odds. That's what I do. I'm going to go two and two. What do you think, Tom? Um, I don't like what I've seen out of Miami's offense lately, Gene. No. Uh, how does this? How do they fall into a quarterback yeah. that's better? Yeah. It's like freaking the nonsense with Mullen. I was watching that game today, and I'm like, Mullen, would Kyle Trask have ever played if the stiff from Wakala, whatever his name was, that wouldn't Felipe have got hurt? Franks. Felipe, Felipe Franks doesn't get hurt. Do we even ever see Kyle Trask? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's this, this idiot down Diaz who's got who's fired, who's done. He falls into this Van Dyke kid or whatever his name is, and he's yep. better. He can throw the freaking ball. Yep. Uh, yeah. How much sooner would we have seen Dalvin Cook if not for Mario Pender in Tallahassee? We had one of those situations. Well, okay. Here. All right. It's all fair. Well, oh, no. but, but, yeah, it would have eventually, but it's a quarterback's a bigger deal. But we've seen our two rivals just fall in, just fall into luck. It seems yeah. like I don't. You know, we'll see that. Well, we haven't really seen the second. It wasn't tested the last couple of weeks. We think the secondary's better. They're going to test boy. They're going to be tested against Miami. They like to throw the ball. But what I do like about that matchup is you can run against Miami. And that is what Florida State does well. And I'm sure we'll have a good third and lang feature on that one. Yep. Uh breaking that stuff down. But yeah. I, I like that matchup against Miami because I think we're gonna I think if they keep it close by the fourth quarter, Florida State is owning the trenches, they're gonna run down their throats. Yeah, uh, you you can control the tempo of that game if Miami doesn't improve drastically. There was a moment, Gene, when we were doing the, the pregame show today and I had the Pitt Miami game up. Pitt was in a second and twenty-three. They call a simple draw. And they get 26 on it. I was like, what is this? And yeah. it's in a moment where Miami is looking to, to close but that game. You can't out. give up on the run. I'm, I'm right. yelling, man, our bamboo boy. Yeah. Stop that. Do not, when you get these games, Clemson's a different animal. NC State, Miami, these other teams, man, you cannot give up on the run against them. Yeah. To answer Wes, I'd say I like our chances next week because NC State is really banged up. That's yeah. helped change, and, and they play a lot worse on the road than they do at home. So those two things mm -hmm. you got in your favor. Miami, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that Van Dyke performance today was impressive. Yeah, it's scary. They played well against NC State as well last week, so we'll see there. Boston College I feel good about. And then who knows what Florida situation is going to be, how dysfunctional, how functional, who's the quarterback. Florida's a complete wild card, so I'm with Eugene. I think it's a two-and-two. And, two. and then maybe we're one of those five-win teams who can uh, – I mean, if you're a bowl – and you're trying to pick between a middle-level FBS squad and Florida State at five and seven. You're going to want the cachet. Of oh, gonna, oh the, the fans will be. That's the thing. Yep. We'll be the most excited five-win fan base in the country. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, especially if it's somewhere within traveling distance. Man, the fans will come out in droves to see Florida State play. We now throw to the rickety old press box up at Memorial Stadium. Maybe they've <laughs> updated it. I haven't been there in eight years, so I shouldn't say that. Uh, but we go to Ira Schofel, the five-star himself, who has just wrapped up media availabilities. Ira, what's going on? Uh, as soon as I logged in, I got to hear uh, Gene calling uh, FSU's offensive coordinator Bamboo Boy. So I got a feel <laughs> for maybe where the, the tone of this uh, post-game show is going. 
it hasn't been terribly negative, Ira. No. You know, we're, we were just criticizing about, you know, or debating about, boy, they, they went into a, a drop-back passing offense pretty early in this game. But I, I think the Gene would agree that if we're placing blame, it's special teams number one, two, three, and four, maybe the offense five, and then the defense did a good job tonight. It's hard to pin the blame on them. Yeah, I think they got, I, you know, as far as the running game goes, I did catch, you know, you guys kept talking about that, them abandoning the running game. And Corey made a, talked a lot about that in the post-game wrap that should be up on the website soon uh, that we did from the, down on the field. Um, but I think they got overwhelmed up front. You know, yeah. Dylan, Dylan Gibbons basically didn't practice all week. Devontae Love Taylor is coming back from an injury. And they weren't a great offensive line in the first place. And I think they got kind of spooked by how just overwhelmed they were yeah. up front. And so – I think they felt like maybe they could pass protect, especially with, you know, maybe particularly Dil- Dylan uh, being a little bit limited in his running ability. So, uh, you know, uh, you can quibble with that. I, you know, I think from a big picture standpoint, though, I didn't think Clemson, I thought Clemson played pretty well. I didn't think Clemson was terrible. I mean, they, they did have some turnovers and missed some field goals, but their defense played really well. I thought DJ Leungale, uh played better well than Well done, we- Ira. I, I might have botched it a couple times in the postgame rap that you can see, but uh, I got it right one of those times. But, um, but yeah, you know, I thought he, he actually made some plays that we haven't seen him. Justin Ross played really well. So, yeah, I know this isn't the Clemson team of the last few years, but they actually they played pretty well. They were at home, and I thought Florida State brought the fight to them. So from that standpoint, I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, I got to bring up what Tom mentioned at the outset, special teams. I mean, how upset was Mike Norvell? Was it as bad what you saw in person? We saw in person. It, it's incredible. You go into this game, you just did the one thing they couldn't. You look at everything else, you're like, they did what they needed to do. But the one thing they could not lose was special teams, and they were horrible again. Yeah, that was it was bad. And, you know, you know Norvell, I mean, he's not going to roll a coach under the bus, and he's gonna, not going to roll players under the bus. He gave, you know, a lot of the credit to Clemson for what they did. Um, you know, they made a change this week. They gave Trayshawn Ward the chance. I thought, especially late when they got the lead, I thought, like, I don't know, like, I kind of wonder if they told him, look, man, the only thing we can't have here is a turnover. So if they don't punt it to you, don't go get it. And because I don't understand why he would let that ball roll as yeah. far as he did. Um, but that was big. Um, you know, and, and you know, the, a couple other things. I mean, Trayshawn also fumbled. And Trayshawn Ward's a guy that, you know, I mean, he's been awesome this whole season. I think FSU fans love him. But the fumble he had when you know FSU's got the ball late in the game uh, was costly as well. And they just, you know, to me it just seemed like a team that, um, I don't know, you know, hasn't been in this situation. They haven't been in a game like this against a team like that in a venue like this. And a lot, none of these kids, most of these guys on this team are like first and second year guys at Florida State or has to trans smaller schools. And uh, you know, like Devontae Love Taylor and a couple of those guys. So I just think uh, they they kind of wilted a little bit in big moments. So we, we, a big part of the discussion of this is, you know, the, abandoning the run, obviously going back quite a lot, passing the ball. And I, I realize, look, we've tried to tell people, too, this shouldn't be the scheme down the stretch because NC State, Miami, you can run on those teams. It's, you're not playing the same kind of defense. We didn't get to catch all of Norvell. Did he talk about that a little bit, about them doing that? It seemed like to us, like Tom had brought up, maybe there's some running opportunities on the perimeter they didn't, they didn't try to emphasize. Was there any discussion of that? Yeah, I mean, he just, he you know, he gave a lot of the credit to Brent Venables. Jordan Travis said that uh, Venables did throw some things at them that they didn't expect. I also thought Jordan, you know, I just think some of the things that have worked for him, some of those spins and some of those, you know, plays where he, yeah. he reverses field and that work against some defenses, man, just were not going to work against those guys. They were mm-hmm. definitely scheming it up uh, to take him away. And, you know, look, also early in the game, they, you know, early on in the first half, when Florida State would go empty in the backfield, 
Clemson still kept like eight guys in the box. I mean, they were they were determined to not let Florida State run the ball. And so, you know, I, I think they felt like, man, we've got to take some shots and 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 try to win. And they hit some plays. Um, you know, Jordan Wilson caught a couple of balls. I mean, they had a couple of opportunities. Um, and it's just, I guess, Cam McDonald went down uh, during the game, which was unfortunate. But, mm. um, you know, overall, I think, you know, to your point, I mean, that's one of the things that Corey and I said in the wrap is it's disappointing that they couldn't run the ball at all uh, because even when they ran it, they didn't run it well. Um, but I don't think they're going to face a defensive front quite like that, especially not on the road. Yeah, and then, of course, a, a couple key penalties down the stretch. Right. Now, I think the Lundy out of bounds, we see that all the time. It's fine. But then, of course, the call on Knowles, and there's another one earlier in the second half, too. And I see Mike Knowles a little ornery. He's not going to complain too much about it because you can't. But um, any take on that, those calls, and how much that impacted the game? The pass interference I thought was ridiculous. Um, I, to me – the only thing, it almost like it was like a face guarding call in the NFL, and you're allowed to face guard. In but you're done football. in college. That's, you yeah, explain so, the rule, Ira, that that's not. Right. In the NFL, you can't face guard, but in college football, you can. And yeah. so I don't think he did anything wrong. And the, the two referees that were closest to the play did not call it. It was a guy that came from way far away. I think he just assumed it must have been a pass interference. And look, I mean, the reality is, you know, Florida State had chances to, to and I think that's what Mike Norvell focused on was, you know, yeah, they got some calls go against them, but they also did some things. Uh, they cost them opportunities. They had chances to make plays to win the game, and they didn't do it. So he's focused on that. But, you know, the big takeaway, I thought, from the team, um, you know, was they do feel like this was a step in the right, right direction. But, you know, I really only think that counts if they play well and probably beat NC State next week at home. If you come back and don't play well, you know, you think about the Notre Dame game. They came back after the Notre Dame game and laid an egg, an emotional loss. If, if something like that happens again, then you you'd lose all of – you know, all really all the positive momentum of the last few weeks. Now, Tom was a big fan of the the uh, the taunting penalty in the end zone. I know he talked about that quite a bit. He said he was really a fan of that. So, what was your take on, on that, that play on the scoop and score? Letting a student athlete celebrate—we can never have that, right? What's weird is we everybody was just talking this past week about how they've been letting that stuff go. Um, you know, we've been seeing you know Jarvis Brownlee last week when he had the pick six. He did his choreographed dance. Um, you know, Marcus Kushney, I think. Here we go. A, yep. I mean, it's, it's that, that really seriously, that I mean, is the taunting for that. You're not supposed to spike it. You're not supposed to throw it up in the air. So I get it, but man, um, you know, it's just a tough call. And, and really, even though Florida State got the ball back, you know, they got a three and out and they got the ball back. It still kind of gave Clemson some field life. position, but yeah. 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 So it, it was, you know, and so the defense, again, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, again, you know, they haven't been in those moments, you know. I mean, I think if Florida State had been yeah. playing in these kinds of games all year – now, Jermaine Johnson is different. He's played in big games at Georgia. But for a lot of those guys, they haven't played in a game like this with these all the emotions where they were a month ago to be in a situation like that. And I think their emotions got the best, best of them. So the defense on the whole pretty I, – I know we had some fans complaining off about the defense, but I thought on the whole, look, that last drive there were a couple penalties. But, I mean, that second yeah. half – the way it looked like it was going to get a hand in the second quarter, but man, they they seemed like they played lights out. They forced turnovers. They were getting three and outs. They were getting sacks, tackles for loss. Ship there was some poor tackling on Shipley and on a couple runs, but other than that, I thought the defense played really well down the stretch. Yeah, I mean they didn't play well early. Um, some missed yeah. tackles and, and some some you know a couple of plays where they they definitely made some mistakes. And uh, you know, and Robert Cooper, when we talked to him after the game, people can watch. We got a few players after the game. People can watch those videos on our YouTube channel. Also, Robert Cooper, uh, Jordan Travis, uh, Jay Sean Corbin, um, and obviously Mike Norvell. 
And uh, Robert Cooper said, you know, he, look, he felt like they gave them 17 points, you know, but after that, you're right. I mean, the defense played really well. And I don't think that was all just Clemson's offense not being very good. You know, Shipley's a good running back. Justin Ross is a great receiver. The tight end, uh, Allen is, I mean, he's a big time tight end. They have players. And I didn't think uh, DJ played that poorly. So I thought the defense did play well, just made some mistakes early on and, you know, kind of uh, set him behind the eight ball. Tom? Uh, any final thoughts, Ira, on, on the general spirit of the team? Uh, again, I know what you're talking about, the stakes next week and, and moving yeah. forward for the momentum of the program, but just I know they can't be happy, but how would you compare maybe the way they're responding in the, in the you know, formative moments, the, the first moments after a loss today versus some of the other ones this season? You know, I think, again, I think the most comparing parable game is Notre Dame just because of the status of the, the opponent. And I know Clemson's 4-3 coming in, but they're still Clemson. Uh, they were number three in the country coming into the season. So um, from that standpoint, I think you compare those two. It seemed to me that they were more upset about this win from a, a, a feeling like they let it slip away and they could have and should have won the football game. I thought the Notre Dame game, there was some of that kind of moral victory stuff. And even though they, most of the guys said there wasn't, you kind of had that feeling um, that some guys were happy about how they had played. Uh, the guys we talked to, I mean, I feel like they're confident. They're, I don't think there's any confidence shaken. Uh, and several of the players talked about can't, you know, not wanting to wait to get back to practice tomorrow. But, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. How they, how they prepare this week, how they play against NC State is really how we're going to determine, you know, what this game meant tonight, I think. Hey, I got to ask, because several people are asking in our chat, and uh, I, I don't think you have an answer, but we saw the final play. Uh, Lawrence Tuofili, uh went down, had to be helped off the field. A lot of people are asking if there's any kind of an update on him. Nothing official, but I did ask somebody uh, in the program, and they told me they thought he's going to be okay. So oh, great. That's, that's true. That's good to hear. Hopefully that's right. Thank you so much. And so a lot of good stuff coming up. I know we'll have uh, we'll have grades tomorrow. I'll work on that. You'll have your 3-2-1. I'm sure Corey right now is hacking away behind you, right, he on is. a column. He is writing right now, and uh, uh, and Austin's uh, writing on something. Aslan's putting the uh, the rap video together, and then uh, we'll get on the a road. A rap video? Uh, yeah, yeah, the se seminal rap part two. This time we're doing it after the loss, <laughs> as, as opposed to before the loss. But uh, I said so that's rap. something new for Warchant. I didn't get in the loop on that. We're doing rap videos now. <laughs> it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be viral. Uh, hey, if we did do a rap video, I think it would be viral. There, you know, that, yeah, all, all views count. for all the wrong reasons. All, all video, all, all YouTube views count, right? <laughs> <sighs> All right, well, good stuff coming up on uh, – we'll have a lot of that for you. And look forward to that War Chant rap. Man, I was looking forward to Corey running down that hill, stumbling, bumbling, doing crazy stuff. But hopefully we'll have more of that silliness from Corey soon. Sounds All right, I appreciate your work. Safe travels back. See you soon. Did you cut – you cut us off again, didn't you, Tom? Uh, well, he was saying he was done. He, I see he's walking to the you know, with that quick your finger. Ba boom, you're out of here. I, I'm, a, I'm a mover and a shaker, Gene. It's like when I go on road trips, if I'm driving – I'm a straight shot uh, artist. I like to get there. There are no stops. We're not stopping. We're going. All right. Through, but um, I'm looking forward to the War Chant rap rap rapping video. I can't wait. <laughs> who, do you, yeah. who do you think would be the best rapper on the staff? Um, I'll tell you what. You know, Aslan's got a bit of a lexicon to him, right? He, he's got yeah, a good he vocabulary. Might, he might be able to pull it off. Uh, Corey would be the funniest. Whether or not he's the best, I don't know. But he would certainly be the funniest. I'd uh, be like Odell, I think, if I tried to do it. Yeah, some uh, rap. I don't know that I could bring myself to watch it if the staff did that. Uh, <laughs> even even if we participated in it, uh, we've got a few more uh, callers left uh, yes. that are waiting patiently on hold. But before we get to that, 
Another reminder, folks, that this uh, post-game show is always brought to you by our friends at TeamPaper.com. TeamPaper.com created in the era of the NIL to support players. 80% of every dollar you spend with TeamPaper.com goes directly to the players. And at Team Paper, they believe NIL should be more than just for the star players. They should be for as many players as want to be a part of their program. We've got upwards of 20 Florida State Seminole football players that are involved with TeamPaper.com, creating personalized content, stories, behind-the-scenes things you'd never know about your favorite players you can find at Team Paper. Use code WARCHANT at checkout at TeamPaper.com to receive $10 off the Tallahassee bundle. You can do that right now in a different tab. TeamPaper.com, expanding their library and their yearbooks from beyond football to basketball and softball very, very soon. So we thank TeamPaper.com for their support. Next up on the WarChant.com postgame show, he's been waiting a little while, and he's been waiting out in Hawaii. It's Ralph. What's going Ralph. on? Welcome to the WarChant.com postgame show. Go ahead. Aloha, guys. How's it? I uh, I just wanted to uh, say that I started watching the game at halftime because I was watching another previous sporting event. And I went to the tribal council to kind of just get a feel for how things were going. And there was a lot of negativity, fireful or what have you. I, I would like to encourage everybody out there to please calm down. I think, in my personal opinion, is this team's not getting blown out anymore. They're learning. They're, they're, they're losing late, and they're upset about it. As Tom alluded to earlier, there's no more moral victories. This team is on a growth pattern. I think we're in a great position for the next two home games. I just want everybody out there, obviously, calm down and keep supporting this team. And if you're going to be upset about anything where there's not growth or reasonable growth, it's the special teams, and you guys have touched upon that. So i just like to encourage everybody to encourage this team. Go Knowles. Thanks, Ralph. Well, yeah. Thanks, Ralph. Yeah, I mean, this is what happens. If you're going to type on a keyboard after having a couple of pops and you're watching your favorite team play, you might not say some things that you would say tomorrow. Say Tom, this, this is great entertainment value, and I love doing this. I, we used to actually try to moderate in-game the Tribal Council. We gave up on it. Yeah. It is the most hilarious thing. If you ever want to have fun during the game, go in during the game and look at what's going on in the Tribal Council. They live and die with every play. If there's a bad play, fire all the coaches, and then we make a big, long play. We're the greatest team. We're going to run the table. We're going to win the ACC. I mean, it goes back and forth like that, and I love if people complain Later the next day, if Florida State comes back and win and somebody bashed them during the game, people bring that post back up. Yep. And the person, well, can you delete that post? No. You're yep. in a game. You're throwing that stuff out there. Don't be so knee-jerk on every single play. But you know what? It's entertainment value. So I encourage you, if you're a War Chance subscriber, <laughs> enjoy yourself. Go watch those posts. It's great. I'm fine with it. Have fun. I'm going to post a comment from our friend Rick. It's in all caps, and it's a positive one. That's the stunner. There you go. Wow. There you go, Rick. He's screaming at us that he likes Fuller, that the defense showed out today. Usually when you have a comment that's in all caps, it's a complaint. There it is, the rare bird in the oh. wild, an all caps positive post. So we love you, Rick. Thank you for that comment. Next up on the WarChant.com postgame show is Caleb in Memphis. Caleb, he's got a question about Jordan Travis. Go ahead. Welcome to the program. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, Caleb. Um. So I just want to talk about Jordan Travis and just the future of him for Florida State. I think that there's just clearly an obvious ceiling for him. And I think that if we want to see in a great defense, if we want to be where we should be in a few years, I don't think he's going to be the quarterback. There's just too many limitations where it comes to his ability to throw the ball. 
and he just seems to get flushed out of the pocket too much in a team that's really good at setting the edge and spacing their gaps. It just doesn't really work out for him. Thank you, Go Nose. Yeah. Thank you, Caleb. I mean, he, yeah, he makes some good points about that, but I guess also what we don't know if he has an actual legitimate receiver core, how much better could he be? And that's the thing, too, and I think people don't realize how much practice time he's missed the last couple of years. He hasn't had a whole lot of time to really learn the system. So I want to see him next year with a system in place and a couple of viable wide receivers who can get real separation. And if he if he still cannot excel and it's still limited in what he can do, like you said, his ceiling is limited, then maybe a guy like Chubba comes in. We saw some really good things out of Chubba. It was against UMass, so I don't, you know, it, it's a small sample size against a really bad team. Maybe he is the next iteration of what this offense needs. But I'm yep. not ready to, to give up on Travis yet. He brings so much to that offense, and we talked about that running game. One of the reasons the running game is so good is because when the defense is preoccupied worrying about Jordan Travis, it opens up holes for Corbin and Ward and Tofili and those guys to make big plays. If you have another quarterback that might be a little better passing the football, those lanes might go away. So I, I get it. I get the understanding. You're right. He's not. He's a below-average passer right now, but I think you, that could change if the line gets better and you have a couple of viable wide receivers out there. Yeah, I think um, Jordan's a really entertaining player. Uh, he's gotten a hell of a lot better, a hell of a lot better yeah. already in the short amount of time. So there is hope that the development curve could be steep still to the good side of things. Uh, but ultimately, I agree with Caleb. You just need a, a higher quality quarterback and a higher quality of talent baseline in order to get to the end part of the discussion. Now, Jordan might be instrumental in getting us to that place, but if we're more, you know, like he's saying in two years, if this program is where, you know, at the pinnacle, you're, you're a top 10, top 12 football program with a chance to make the playoff. I think you need a better starting point. You need a quarterback who's got more natural gifts, but I wouldn't put it past Jordan Travis. He's come a long way yeah. already. So, it, it, but but you pointed out earlier, and then uh, Kayvon brought this up in this post on Facebook, and it's just it, it was weird that he did not run like he should have run tonight. I and mean, like you said, there were a couple opportunities when he stepped up in the pocket, yep. and that hole was there for him to immediately took, and he waited a second to look a little bit more. At the end of the day, man, you're playing yep. against Clemson. You don't know. Read the room. You don't have the elite wide receivers, man. If you got that gap to run. It should be a split decision run, get that 10, 15 yards, slide down, get yep. the first down, and then move on. And he did not use that to his full advantage tonight. No, there was not that internal clock, that urgency that said go. You know, it's it's not there, go. That that was not a part of his of his processing today. And and we can understand, and, and Gene, we agree on this too, that there are times in this game where they're calling a read option and there's there's no good answer. So the design run would not yeah. have worked. But the times where you break the pocket and you've got a chance to make them pay for giving you a chance to get down the field, make a guy miss in the open, because he can make dudes miss in the open field. He does it every week, and you don't see that urgency from Jordan. That's that's frustrating, mm -hmm. especially when it comes down to one possession. You're like, God. You well, know. No, it does seem like, I mean, Leslie pointed this out. It does seem like he was a little nervous. It was a, it was a bigger game we all talked about. I pointed out this was a new environment for them. I'm sorry, going to the wine and cheese crowd in Chapel Hill is nothing like going to Memorial Stadium, Death Valley, and that crowd. It's a totally different animal. And it seemed like it got to him a little bit, like he wasn't the same decisive quarterback he was a couple weeks earlier. Agreed. I thought the offense was – everybody was tentative to start yeah. that game too. And uh, they just couldn't completely shake it. And the one killer, I think one of the best runs we were going to have today was the Treshawn Ward fumble. You know, it's just like, Jesus. That really uh, rose up and bit you there because that wow. run yeah. around the field. And 
you give the ball right back. Those, like, momentum, those momentum things you talk about, you get the turnover yep. and the momentum shifts, and that's so big in college football. And when you give it right back to the other team, man, it, it's a it's a bitch. We didn't even, yeah, I know, we didn't even hear the crowd because the ESPN feed had a different game on. You heard the PA mm-hmm. system in a different stadium. It was a rough day, a rough day all around, especially the way it finished. Uh, our second to last caller, our penultimate caller on the WarChance.com postgame show is Steven, and he's in Huntsville, Alabama. What's up, Steven? Go ahead. Hey, guys, how are you doing tonight? Do Good, all- Steven. Go ahead. Hey, hey, all I want to say, uh, first off, uh, this is Big Steve 22 from uh, the Chopper Council. And, uh, man, I just want to say, man, I'm so proud of the guys tonight, man. They played an amazing game. Yeah, we're against the wall, you know, even going into the game. But uh, I think that some people, like, you know, who has a like, negative comment about our team and our defense, especially in the offense, too, man, they're wrong. I mean, I mean, our our defense, to me, they play lights out. I mean, they did exactly what they're supposed to do. Our offense, I mean, we're we're young across the board. And, you know, Jordan, he did what he could do against that Clemson defense, which is amazing. I mean, he our whole team is so young and unexperienced. I mean, like you said, like you guys have been talking about, like, all night tonight, man. We're just a few playmakers away just for being, like, an elite team. And special team. I don't even want to comment on that, <laughs> but uh, it was it was it was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. But uh, overall, though, I think man, we gave it our best foot forward, and I think the future is bright, man. For every, like you said, like Gene, like you said, man, people on Tribal Council, man, it's just hilarious how they make you know we make one player miss a one play, and everyone's like, oh man, we suck so bad. I mean, it's 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 funny, but uh, I was gonna say. I am very proud of the guys tonight. I mean, they, they fought hard. I mean, the score is not indicative of, you know, the performance they put on. And Clemson, to everyone always says Clemson's down. I mean, they're not down. I mean, they got five stars all across the board. I mean, they just they missed up here and there. But uh, I think we did a great job tonight. And all I want to say is that I think that, you know, the outlook on this team is pretty bright. And uh, go Noel for the rest of the season, man. Thank you, Stephen, and obviously thank you for being a subscriber to uh, Warchant.com. We appreciate your support on the website side of things and and, uh, being a participant in this show tonight. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple ways to look at it. Uh, This team put themselves in a position to beat a much better, much more talented, I should say, Clemson team on the road. The other part is you're up three with five minutes to go. Can you give me a couple of first downs? That's the next step in the growth. The defense did what it needed to do to finish the game. The offense didn't. Um, yeah. What do you think of uh, Steven's comments, Gene? Anything you take issue yeah, with? Yeah, I appreciate the positivity from Steven, and I think that's what you need to focus on in this game. Look, it's not a moral victory, but at the same point, it's positive. I mean, they, they came up. It's a huge growth from just a few weeks ago, and it's continuing. And sure, there's some things you need to clean up. And he pointed out the defense. It's been a recurring theme we've had tonight. A lot of people are complaining about the defense online. But at the end of the day, look, they had a bad quarter. The second quarter was bad for the defense. The yep. second half, you gave up. The defense gave up one touchdown, and that was a couple calls. One, even Ira Chauffel was like, "That's even the TV commentator and Ira was like, that's a horrible was a horrible call." They probably don't even get that touchdown if it's not for the ACC helping them. So you could have effectively shut them out or held them to three points in the second half on the road at Clemson to do that. That's a great job by the defense. So. Yep. That is not, and I, that's what Stephen brought up. That is not on the defense. So I think they played well. And again, at the end of the day, repeat it over and over again. You had a chance, and you said it, Tom. At the end of the game, you have a lead. 
you're on the road, you have the ball, there's a few minutes left in the game, win the game. Yeah. Go and get a couple first downs, the game's over. You don't need to sit there and go three and out and punt the ball back and let give them a chance to go back and win the game. And you, you yep. gave them that opportunity, and they're, t- they're still a good team. They still have a lot of talent. You can't do that over and over eventually. Whether it's them or it's the ACC officials, you put yourself in a position where they can win the game. Yeah, and Clemson did a few things to try and help us win that football game too, and we just weren't uh, mm-hmm. weren't good enough to take advantage of them, and that's where it gets frustrating. Our final caller of the evening, we go out to Vegas. What are you doing not in a casino, Robert? How's it going? Welcome to the War Chant Post Game Show. Oh, good. I almost bet on on the Noles, but uh, glad I didn't. I would have lost, I guess, with the uh, with the score. But um, that being said, guys, the only thing I mean, a lot has been said, and I know I'm the last caller. But the thing that I don't see in any of these games is any adjustment adjustments by either our defensive head coaches and especially our offensive coaches. We didn't make an adjustment. All right, Clemson is going to stop the run. What are you going to do? Are you going to flip it out to your tailback and instead of putting it right down the middle, or are you going to get a possibly even a whole totally different quarterback? I know people say that Purdy's not ready, but Purdy can throw it, so I just don't see the adjustments that are being made during the game by 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 both coaches. Well, what's your opinion? Go ahead, Gene. I'll let you start with the answer on that one for Robert. Well, I I think we've talked about it tonight a little bit, Robert, on the offensive side. I agree to some extent when they were they were packing the box and they were taking away the run between the tackles. I think there could have been an adjustment besides just adjusting to try to throw the ball against your weakness. So I agree with you that it could, should have come with some. A more perimeter game, whether that's some, uh, like Tom pointed out, the speed option or maybe some quick throws out there, um, you know, to get some guys out on the perimeter a little bit. I agree with you. Defensively, look, I just pointed out, they held Clemson to one touchdown that was aided by questionable penalties in the yeah. second half. So I think maybe they did make some adjustments. You're shutting down Clemson in their home stadium in the yeah. second half after they gutted you in the second quarter, I'd say, yeah, you did make some adjustments. Um, so yes and no, I could see, look, it wasn't great coaching. They could have done some things to help them prove their win, but I don't think that was the difference in the game. Again, we go back to it. it it's special teams that you had the game in your hand at the end of the game and you didn't move the ball when you needed to. Yeah. That's where you didn't make an adjustment. Trayshawn Ward continued to be the punt returner and it cost us a ton of yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did that with Travis J. It's been we an got- issue all season. They can't put it. It doesn't matter who they put back there. Well, was it Ja'Kai Douglas? Not Travis J. Was it Ja'Kai Douglas that kept on like, you know, jogging out of the end zone a couple weeks ago in kickoffs or, or three games ago. And we were living. Yeah. And it was, and a lot- was it, was it, uh, who, who else was it? We kept fielding the lat the UMass on the five yard when we kept taking was, fair catches. That was Travis J. Travis so, J. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, you're allowed to switch up your returner within a game would be my number one thing I'd say about that and adjust there. For the defense, yeah, they were much better in the second half. I'd call that an adjustment. I'd call what happened in the second half against Louisville after a 31-7 to start an adjustment on defense in which they got better. Uh, are they perfect? No. And when you're this limited, it's hard to adjust. I think their adjustment on offense today was we're going to drop back and throw it around more. You mm. could agree with that or not, but they're trying to do something. That doesn't exonerate them completely, but um, – you know, we've got a limited – you've got a limited amount of resources here to work with with this yeah. coach staff. I mean, they were shut out. The offense was shut out the second half. So, I mean, you can say yep. that they didn't – obviously, the dropping back continually and trying to throw the ball was not an effective offensive scheme. You did – even with – I know the Toffoli thing was a little bit of a flip, but look, the, the play was good. I mean, it would have been, a what, a 40-yard play, even if it was tackled on the play because it was a nice wheel route. 
it was a good play concept. I think you were having some success on offense, and they obviously they made some adjustments defensively in that second half, and you were shut down. You couldn't do anything. Yep, I, I think it's a resources thing. Uh, once you get better players in here, watch how smart these coaches become. I don't know. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up tonight, a reminder, a programming reminder. If you love the Sunday Smash with Ira Chauffel and Jeff Cameron and you can handle a little bit extra language, well, remember tomorrow night on Halloween, it's 6 p.m., not a 7 yep. p.m. start. It is a 6 p.m. There it is. There are the guys. Uh, uh, there we go. They've got their that. witches' hats on, and uh, they'll be breaking down this game and talking a little bit NFL, I'm sure, as the uh, – the Bucks and the Saints are in the 4 o'clock window tomorrow, but that's right here on WarChant TV, 6 p.m. tomorrow night, not 7 o'clock. They're getting that's because Jeff has to go out trick-or-treating. He dresses up as a uh, 10-year-old to go out and get candy. <laughs> that would be the biggest and ugliest 10-year-old you ever saw. <laughs> but, hey, yeah, all more power to you in that Killarne neighborhood, sir. Uh, Gene, final thoughts before we wrap up tonight? You know, it, it is what it is. I know everyone wants to have a big take on a game. It is what it's kind of what we expected. It was a low score, relatively low scoring game. Um, I Florida State showed they've made definite progress. Clemson showed it's still not an elite offense. It's still not the Clemson that we saw from a year ago. But Florida State is still in a position to have a very good season down the stretch. We talked about those last four games. And if you can finish strong, you look back at this look. You went on the road. You took Clemson the last couple minutes of the game. It, it's there's no, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's not hurting recruiting. It's fine. So you just move on to the next game. But you got two home game, huge home games in a row, Tom. And I think these next two games are going to define the season. Uh, I totally agree. Yes, you're setting up for high stakes football over the next couple of weeks. The, my final thought for tonight would be: I felt emotions today for a Florida State football game that was not the opening game of the season that I haven't felt in a long time. That's what I'm taking out of today in a big positive way. It felt like we were playing for something meaningful again. And the good news is, Gene, you're absolutely right. The next two weeks, you're going to feel it all over again. Florida State is, they're starting to play at a level where each game counts for something. You're not putting it in your mind with a bunch of qualifiers saying, this team's no good, who cares? You're saying, you know what? We could accomplish something here. We can make a bowl. We can change the, the program and the future for the better today. And that's what I felt today on the road. I just wish they closed it out because this would have been a lot happier mm. of a post-game show. Uh, but it's not a, it's not a, a downtrodden, completely beaten post-game show either. They're continuing their progress. We want to thank, obviously, everybody who called tonight on the Warchant.com post-game show. For everybody who's in the comments section, for those of you who supported us, Vishal and the others, our pillar, Eric, and uh, so many more folks, we really, really appreciate your support here at warchant.com and, and warchant TV. If you haven't done so yet, even though the result of the game isn't what you wanted, folks, hit the like button right underneath Gene on this video. If you have not subscribed to our channel, please do so because we will provide you the best content Florida State-wise that you will find on the internet, bar none. We have more programming, more multimedia stuff than anybody else out there. We really appreciate your support. Man, Kayvon, you're on that all day about that Jim Rome goatee. There ain't no way. First of all, he's like 5'3". All right. <laughs> Secondly, that thing is like a pencil. He's got like a pencil. Yeah. No, man. Now, I, I'd love his paycheck. I, I would love his his bank account. But I mean, come on. I'm, I'm not a guy who's going to say clones. Come on, clones. That I'm, I'm no. Come on, Chris Everett. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I bet I do, Chris. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, you know, I just realized this too, and I'm seeing all this talking about the Halloween stuff. I'm so freaking disappointed. My closet right here in the man cave, <laughs> I've got the blind ACC referee outfit. I Why didn't I wear that tonight? It would have been the absolute perfect night to wear that to entice yeah. and troll the fans and get them more wound up about that. Oh, what is pass interference? I, I, I will roll that out. I'll roll that out for Sunday. What is pass interference, folks? I don't mm. know. I certainly don't know. But uh, we also appreciate, as always, our guy Terry for screening the calls tonight. Thank, Thank you, Terry. You. You're the man. For Gene Williams. And, I, and I'm playing Terry in my two, my, our two fantasy leagues. I'm playing Terry in both leagues. So he's going down this week. So, Terry, I hope you heard that. That's right, Terry. I think you should bet Gene $3,000 on the game. Side <laughs> wager of $3,000. Uh, for Gene Williams, who we wish good luck tomorrow in his fantasy football game, the founder and administrator of Warchant.com, my name is Tom Lang, the DOC at Warchant. We will talk to you next week, 10 to 15 minutes after the NC State game. We hope you have a good night and a safe Halloween, everybody.